have Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And if you want to find out what's going on, check out Nostalgia Highway. Right, fellas? Right. Give me a hole, guys. Hello! Coming to you from somewhere along the Ohio-West Virginia border, welcome, hitchhikers, to Nostalgia Highway, the movies you know from the guys you don't, or the No Frills movie review podcast where we are bringing to you our, our very first holiday extravaganza special, because that's what any good show does when December rolls around. You do a Christmas special, right? It's an extravaganza. Every major network does it, so why not us? Right? So ours will be a roundtable discussion in a similar fashion to our sequels episode that we did back on the 4th of July, if you're familiar. And if you're not, we'll go back and listen to that long bastard. <laughs> but we promise that this will not be as long as that. But these are just some selections that are just some of our favorite movies that revolve around that most wonderful time of the year in some way, shape, form, or fashion. We're kind of playing it loose and free on what our definitions are for Christmas movies, so... This should be entertaining and interesting. Oh, this is going to be fan-fucking-tastic, I can tell. I play it loose all the time, boys. <laughs> well, I am your host, the Mayor Matt Logson, and joining me for episode 49 out here on the highway are my co-hosts, who are secure enough with their masculinity to admit they still believe in the old jolly fat man. I am Dave King of the Red. And I am the Lord Ketchum. All right, guys. So, it's an extravaganza special. You know, we're going to, yeah, we're going to do a little something different to, to cap off that the year that was 2020. And, oh God, uh, I'm, I, you know, I'm going to go to a uh, friend's New Year's Eve party and I'm going to make a fuck 2020 shirt. I'm going to make one go. and, uh, you know, right. I'm just, I'm done with it. Let's move on. Jeez, right. Yeah, <laughs> I could get behind that very easily. Yeah. What we're going to end up doing is we're going to start off, uh, each of us are going to have two honorable mentions that didn't quite make the cut. And then uh, after that, we're going to go into a little sidebar conversation. Then we'll go to our first round of movies. Then we got another conversation we want to do. Then the next round and so on and so forth. But anyways. Hey, look. Hey, look. Yeah, yada, right. yada, yada. Let's fucking move on. Right. Let's yeah, do we, this. Formality. Tell them what we're going to do and let's show them what we're going to do. <clears throat> All right. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm telling wow. you, the spoilers tonight, Michelob Ultra Light spoilers. Here we go. Spoilers. I'm having a yep. I'm having a a white Russian here, boys. Russian. Uh, milk and alcohol. Yuck. Man. American Russian. This, this is American. My, 
Well, I don't know if I can say it's a white American. But white American? It is, it's 2020. Fuck it. You'll get called a conservative. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just drinking a old bush light out of the can. Nothing fancy. Time tested and mother approved. It's not the greatest, but it's far from the worst. All right, guys, let's open it up. Let's start with honorable mentions. My first one, this was kind of my wild card pick in the, the original format we we're going to try to go with. Are either of you familiar with the movie Go from 1999? No, I am not. I'm aware of it. Never okay. It. Okay. This is kind of why, like I said, this was my wild card. It was directed by Doug Lyman. It's a very, like, it's 90s as fuck. It's kind of almost an anthology-style movie, but I compared it to being almost like Pulp Fiction for teenagers, in a way. Okay, all right. Um, but Christmas, I recommend it. Yes, right? it takes Ooh. place during uh, Christmas Eve. It's basically, it revolves around a rave and a drug deal that went sideways on Christmas Eve. Hmm. With all these stories that they all converge and they come together. And it's it was better than I expected when I saw it in theaters. I, I have it a 7 out of 10. So I recommend wow. watching it. I actually own it on DVD. So if either okay. of you are interested, you actually own it on DVD. I, I most certainly do. Wow. Yep. Do you have this movie on DVD? I do not. Wow. That's crazy. I know. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. What about you, Ketchum? <laughs> what about you? I do not. <laughs> I don't. I have like 400 <laughs> DVDs and not a one of them yeah. will go. Yeah. That's for sure. Okay. So. All right. We'll get on that then. All right, well, cool. Um, all right, so 7 out of 10 on that. Um, my next one is a Christmas horror story from 2015. This is something that uh, the King uh, introduced me to. It's directed by Grant Harvey, Steve Hoban, and Brett Sullivan. And it is a horror anthology with four stories and a wraparound. There is a student documentary in an empty high school gone awry, a dysfunctional family visit, and a road trip gone awry. A trip to the woods for the perfect Christmas tree gone awry, and Santa Claus battling disease-ridden killer elves at the North Pole. Clearly, a situation that's gone awry. Gone awry. I enjoy this movie. <laughs> gone, gone awry. I heard oh. gone awry so many times, I started mishearing it. You know. <laughs> you, you, gone keep that, you keep that gone awry on your side of the river, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got enough problems on this side of the river. Right? Oh, my goodness. That's funny. So what's your I, rating on this movie, Matt? Well, I'm actually pretty <laughs> high on it. It's in my top ten horror anthologies all time, and it's a 7.5 out of 10, and it oh, has sure. become an annual rewatch every December for me. Oh, so, man, thanks, man. King. Right oh, on. yeah. Those are my, my honorable mentions. Hell, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure about Go, but I'm going to check it out. I, you should. I, I've I have never heard of that movie. All right, guys. So my my honorable mentions for this. Uh, every pick that I have this year on our Christmas special is it's something nostalgic to me. Okay, might not be necessarily be like nostalgic in years, but still it's nostalgic to me. Um, and I'm going to open it up, guys. Batman Returns. Um, ah, this is a fucking great. It's a it's a once a year must watch. For me, at the Ketchum household, nice. um, it's I mean, Michael Keaton, Michelle Pfeiffer, Dane DeVito, Christopher Walken. Walken, yeah. My God, man! I mean, it's just so good. Um, it's 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 as equal to the original Batman. 
I mean, mm. yeah, I'm telling you, it is for me at least. Easy. You know? Okay. I love this rendition of uh, Danny DeVito as as the penguin. Yeah, you're not wrong. It is fantastic. awesome. Fantastic. It is awesome. You're not wrong there. Absolutely. I actually yeah, saw yeah. this in theaters. Uh, my grandma took me to go see it. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's sweet, dude. Grand Central so you, Mall. Dave, when was the first time you watched it? When it first came out, or? Yeah, probably like within that year. I mean, yeah, that yeah. was marketed so heavily. I didn't see it in the theaters. I saw it when it came out on VHS, probably week two, maybe. Right on, cool. Oh yeah, I saw it as soon as it came out on VHS as well. So yeah, it was a definite rent immediately. It was uh, one of those that the shelves were bare <laughs> when I went when it you know first came out. Right. Oh right. yeah, it was cleaned it was out. Huge. I think I rented it from People's News or something. Hey, to be yeah. honest, it's right there with Batman, the original. Um, it's an eight point five for me, guys. I mean, it's it's damn good. I love it. It's I love the Tim Burton Batman films. I mean, yeah, yes. He really he really just hit a grand slam with it when it comes to the overall story arc, the the casting for all these roles that he. You know that he wrote for movies. Um, the change of the Batmobile. That's my favorite Batmobile by far. I mean, it's super yeah. fucking sleek. So, um, yeah, eight point five guys. Cool. Okay, so this next one is a actually it's a Christmas special that came out in nineteen seventy. Guys, it's Santa Claus is coming to town. The Rankin Bass production. Rankin Bass, love it. Wow, it's that's another. Must watch in this in this household. I mean, it's Mickey Rooney as uh, Chris Kringle. You get Fred Astaire as the narrator. A couple other guys you don't know of. So you like Winter Warlock and Burgermeister? <laughs> What's that? So you liked Santa Claus is Coming to Town better than A Year Without a Santa Claus? I did. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And my kids uh, just watched The Year Without Santa Claus uh, yesterday. But I, <clears throat> it's a by good far. One, yeah. Santa Claus Coming to Town is my favorite. Okay. Then well, Rudolph. Yeah. Of course, you know. And then wow. I'd say... Frosty? Nah. Really? Because right, it's right there with the Year Without Santa Claus. I don't know. I have to think about that. I've never, I've never sat down and ranked the Rankin Bass Christmas movies. I I'm sure I like... Little guess. Drummer Boy is probably like the very end, like last one. I'm not sure. So. Did you like Jack Frost? Um, yeah, it's, it's okay. It's not really that great, though. It's all right. My wife's got a fascination for this 1932, I think, uh, version of that. It's an old classic cartoon version of Jack Frost that we we watch every year because it's one of her favorites. Right on. No, no, no. Santa Claus Coming to Town is just one of those movies that even today when I watch it, I get the feels of childhood memories, you know, flowing through me. And it's, uh, I, I can literally just sit. If it's on, dude, I, I get I get captivated by. It. I just want to sit down. Oh and yeah, watch, you know? and it, and awesome, I'm not like a huge Christmas, you know. I mean, I like watching Christmas movies during Christmas time, but um, that right. one really just captivates me. I don't know. It always has. Nice. It's fair. Just all we'll mention though. Awesome. <laughs> you have a rating for it? Um, it's a seven. It's a solid seven. What do you got, King? You want to hear it? You I want to hear it. it. Yeah, I, I want it. The, the, Give it to the, me. The listeners are here for it as well. So let's see. Right. These are honorable mentions and also recommendations. If anyone's never seen them, I try to pick a couple that are a little under the radar. Uh, 
My first one is Wake and Fright from 1971. Oh, is, uh, oh yeah. yes. Our man Donald Pleasance yes. shows up in this one. Yes. And this is maybe my favorite Donald Pleasance role besides Halloween. He is he is a kook in this, but he is just cool as fuck. You're not <laughs> wrong. <laughs> yeah. I would have to agree with you. Dude, I totally forgot about this being set around Christmas. I did. <laughs> it's so Dude. vaguely set around Christmas. Right, but it, <laughs> but, but it is. Dude, oh my god. Yeah, catch him. Have you seen this? I have not, actually. So. Oh, you gotta watch it, okay? I'm it, intrigued. It is, it is a slow burn, but it is, okay. it is a good story, and it... Oh. So what's it about? It's a journey into madness. Basically, getting yeah. lost in yourself and how far it, it's 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 basically a it's a nosedive into toxic masculinity. Yeah. In the oh, outback. Okay. In the outback. <laughs> in Yaba. Okay. During the Christmas Yaba. Time. During yeah, Christmas during Christmas time. time. Yeah. All right. Yes. Ah, oh, wake and fright. Hell yeah, King dude. I man, I love that movie. That is probably my favorite Pleasance performance outside of Loomis. Holy shit, are you serious? Yeah. It's that yeah. good? Well, it's fuck, different. I need to go watch it. This. Is, yeah, you absolutely need to watch it. I'm pretty sure it's on Shudder. Yeah. Is it? Okay. Because <laughs> I've been scouring Shudder. I, I didn't see that. Okay, I'm going to watch that shit. That's watch on, it. That'll probably be tomorrow's watch. So. Yeah, yeah, do it. You got a you got a rating on that, King? I'm curious I'm a, to hear that. <laughs> I'm a 7 out of 10 conservatively on it. It's one of those I've only seen it. Fully, you know, front to back one time, and it's it's due for a rewatch this year. So before December twenty fifth, I'm gonna get that in again. Dude, um, I think I need to do the same. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> so yeah, seven out of ten for Wicked Fright, and dude, the that's other one, a fucking, that's a knockout pick, dude. Oh, well, it's it's not uh, very Christmassy, but no, under this yeah. umbrella. Hey, like I said, loose and free. So my second movie is. Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale from 2010. Ah. This is one that uh, I, I didn't know what the fuck I was getting into when I watched it. And it's you don't really know what the fuck you got into when you're done watching it because it's just it's unexpected. <laughs> I've not uh, seen this either, Dave. Yeah, I haven't it's, either. It's a Finnish movie. But yeah, it's uh, they, there's a couple shorts on YouTube you should check out that are that are very good, like introductions to the movie. They've got um the instruction guide or whatever. I think that's the second one. The first one safety is basically rules or... yes. This yeah, the second one's the safety rules. I think uh, I just recently watched these, and I know the movie is it's subtitled, and that's kind of you know yeah. it's a it's a no <laughs> it's a, no for me. No fly zone for the mayor. These shorts. I think between the two, you're in for if you watch them back to back, which I recommend, you're in for less than thirty minutes runtime. You need to do it because they're awesome. I these shorts are incredible, and I might just have to deal with it and watch the movie because the premise is pretty damn cool. That's sh- cool. The shorts are called Rare Exports Inc. Part One and Rare Exports Inc. Safety Instructions. Those are and they're YouTube on YouTube, shorts. right? Yeah. yeah. Like seven minutes and the other one's ten minutes. So they're they a quick watch, but they definitely give you a 
premise for the movie and the movie's a little more of a slow burn um definitely watch this the shorts on youtube as an introduction to it because you don't really know what the fuck's going on in the movie the first time you watch it for the first half hour 45 minutes but it's cool it gets you in the winter mode even if you're outside of christmas time it's it's a bleak movie so it's not really a christmas spirit kind of movie (laughs) but i'm on i'm in a seven out of ten on it cool Let's let's go into one of our little side discussions here, and let's talk about some of our own personal uh, memories growing up with Christmas, and what are some of the traditions that you know you kind of uphold today? What are some of the things you like to do? Well, um, I, I tell you, one memory I I have is when I got a Super Nintendo for Christmas one year. Nice. And it was super sweet. It was yeah, I was pumped. I ended up getting like, uh, of course, Super Mario Brothers with it, and then uh, I got Mortal Kombat. Those are my two awesome two uh, video games I got with it, and I I ruined the surprise for my mom. I ruined it completely Uh-oh. because I woke up at three in the morning, and I totally opened that present and I assembled it and put it on no! the, fucking the television and I started playing it. Before no, you didn't. It. It did, you, so. you little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I did, and she was not happy, so. <laughs> wow. I, I, I never it. had the balls to yeah. fuck with a present growing up as a kid. I <laughs> There was no way. Yeah. I, let's just say I, it, it was not good for me. So. <laughs> In the long run aspect of it, so I'd have gave, wow. I'd have gave your ass cold the next year. Yeah. yeah, I got my ass beat, and trust me, I never got another cool gift like that again until I well, until I was an adult, you know. So <laughs> got a bunch of fucking clothes yeah. coming to you, buddy. <laughs> Socks and uh, underwear. That's right. And, I, and another <laughs> tradition we do now is um, we like to buy uh, pajamas. And everybody gets a fresh pair of pajamas to wear on Christmas morning and shit. And the girls get matching pairs of pajamas and everything. So is that so? Is that like you open it on Christmas Eve? So they wear them in the morning. They go to bed. Is it like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. So we don't really. Sometimes we'll wrap them. Sometimes we don't. But oh, okay. You know, it's it's a, it's a guarantee. You know, you're gonna get some new pajamas, and they're gonna be. That's cool. it, yeah, we used to do that shit when I was when I was younger, and so you know, it's always cool to put nice fresh pajama, fresh pair of pajamas on and get tucked in, wait for Santa Claus to come and everything. So, oh yeah, that's awesome. one my wife. That's one my wife has started with our kids that I never experienced, but I really it's, like it. And I mean, sometimes we just pile them up on the the front step in front of the house, you know, on Christmas Eve and. And then, you know, go out and, oh, kids, what's this? You know, there's a <laughs> package outside. And, oh, and give it to you them. put all the gifts outside? No, just the PJs. <laughs> this is just the PJ <laughs> delivery. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha, man. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. You're like, oh, he didn't. He decided not to come in. <laughs> yeah, no. Wow. Wow, Dad. It's amazing. The clothes <laughs> stay outside, but the electronic gadgets make it inside mm-hmm. wow how explain it <laughs> we've never done anything with pajamas that's that's cool though yeah, yeah it's it's a lot of fun drink you know get your pajamas on 
get fucking um, drink some hot cocoa and everything and get ready for bed. Yeah. Set out the shit. Awesome. What about you guys? Since we're in the great state of Ohio, we actually leave Buckeyes for yeah. Santa. And for those right. of you that don't know, <laughs> Buckeyes are balled up peanut butter that are about 75 to 80% dipped in milk chocolate to resemble a Buckeye nut. And they're awesome. And if either one of these motherfuckers say otherwise, they're just lying to be lying and they're going on Santa's naughty list. But uh, so we'll do that and almond milk because that's what we have here at the house. And we've actually upgraded to baby carrots for his reindeer and sugar. Um, And what we used to do was the uh, (laughs) – it was dry oats mixed with glitter and it was magic reindeer food. And, oh, God, I'm so glad we've gone to sugar and carrots because I hate – Glitter. <laughs> the only time I like glitter is at a strip club. So let me ask, <laughs> let me ask you a question, Matt. Did you take okay. the time when you th- sprinkled that fucking glitter oatmeal mess outside? Did you take the time to clean it up so that when the kids came out the next morning to look and see if the deer, reindeer got it, it was gone? Um, we would no, not outside because they they were young enough to where. They by the time they upgraded to wanting to put carrots and sugar in with I'm not the asking house. about that. Now you're trying to bullshit me here. I'm asking you, no. did you clean up the fucking glitter and oatmeal <laughs> so that the kids thought the reindeer ate oh, it? Oh no, right. or did you end, not? Oh no, did you give the presentation. No, 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 no. Well, you suck. Then, no, because that's a they, shitty they, job. They were young Hold enough on. that it didn't matter, and they didn't catch on to it. So, but yeah, Fair that's enough. that's what we got. Um, I watch movies. You know, I try to watch some new ones, some old ones. That's about it. Any good memories from your past? Any good Christmas? Uh, I'd have to say probably it was, I think it had to be the Christmas of 89 because I was nine years old. It was uh, when my parents ended up coming from Texas up to West Virginia. And I was told that it was going to be like, I think it was the day after Christmas on the 26th. Before they got up here, because, Mm -hmm. you know, it just shit happens or whatever I was told. Well, Christmas Eve night, they came in at Grandma's house. Nice. And that was cool. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. And I'd have to say my favorite gift I ever got was probably uh, an NES, Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, I, I think it had probably been 86. And then... And either 94 or 95 is when I got my first computer. It was a Midwest Micro. It was old <laughs> school, had the tower and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. It was it was cool. It was I, had the, I had the internet before it was called internet. It was, it was a system called Prodigy. I don't know if Dave knows oh. this. So, Kane, you got any memories? Oh, man, I probably got enough to fill a book, but... Uh... Yeah, I'll try and narrow it down here. I, the Nintendo's easily uh, my favorite gift um, under the tree. Funny. Big gift, man. Funny. Every one of us is a Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Boy, hooking that up and having the freedom for the whole rest of the day and week to just amazing play Super Mario Brothers as a kid for the first time. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Wow. Yeah. yeah. 
There's nothing like that, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. That was, that was the only game. You know, you had that and Duck Hunt with the original NES. And, it didn't matter. It's all you needed. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Man, I could play Mario Brothers to this the, day and I'll get tired of it. The way I was raised, the fact that I had an option <laughs> right, was, right. was awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. I remember being a little jealous of those kids that had the triple threat uh, with the track and field mat. And yeah. I, like, I never had that. I never did I either. But, you know. Yeah. But I, I had, had the game friend, genie. Yeah, I had a friend who had a power mat, so I was able to play some track and field. Um, but I never, I never had a power glove growing up. But I did have a super scope for uh, ah. the Super Nintendo, so it was super okay. sweet. Well, games did that so work you, with? So, so you so, uh, they didn't take it back. Your parents didn't take it back. You you got it back eventually at some point. So apparently. I was allowed to play it the, that day, and uh, I got grounded from it at, after Christmas for a little bit. For how long? I okay. can't remember. I mean, I was a little, I was pissed, but no, she didn't take it away from <laughs> me that day. Okay, all right. <laughs> but so I I got it all in that day and. Uh, Took my grounding and that's all right. Did, did okay. my time. <laughs> there you go. Okay. All right. But no, uh, Dave. Uh, the games I had with it, uh, the regular game that came with it, which is like uh, Super Scope uh, Six, Six, I think. Yeah. And um, Yoshi Safari hmm. is a game that you had with it, and um, Battle Clash, I believe, is a game uh, that operated for the Super Scope. Those games, so I, I just never played it, so I didn't know exactly what it. Yeah, what it all had. It's pretty sweet. It's cool. Now let's see what else. Uh, one of the things I remember from childhood was staying up late on uh, Christmas Eve night, kind of, you know, waiting for Santa Claus, looking out the window over and over again, and uh, watching on my bedroom TV the old black and white classic version of Christmas Carol. Probably 1932. I don't know. I don't want to keep going to 32. It seems like that's the right year, though. Uh, <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> so Close enough. The, the oldest version, the black and white version of it there is. And uh, I remember being – it's it's that weird kind of, you know, Dr. Caligari type. I mean, it's not silent, but it, that kind of motion of, of the film and from that era, it was weird but, like, fascinating at the same time. And – uh so yeah, I'd watch that late at night, and so now that's kind of a nostalgic thing for me on Christmas Eve. I'll put that in, you know, every that's year cool. when I'm oh, getting yeah. ready to fall asleep. That's my nightcap. I'll put on the the ancient version of Christmas Carol. <laughs> cool. But, oh yeah. And another one of my favorite gifts. One year, my dad put in my stocking a pair of tickets to a WWF event in Huntington, West Virginia. It was a super wow. card. And immediately, you know, he tells me who all's going to be there. And I'm like butterflies in my stomach like crazy. I was so fucking excited. Yeah. The ultimate Dude, warrior cool. was there defending the intercontinental title against the ravishing Rick rude. That was wow. a big match and he won it. Yeah. He won the title at the show. And, uh, macho man was there. The rockers were there. The Brain Busters. They fought the Brain Busters, uh, which was wow. Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. So I got to see Shawn Michaels back in his prime. And uh, yeah, man. I mean, I was a little kid, and it's 
fuzzy memories. I remember, you know, dad holding me up a bunch of times because I'm small and everybody starts standing up when everybody runs to the ring. So I'm <laughs> scrambling to see the Ultimate Warrior run to the ring and shake the ropes and stuff. But uh, That's so cool, man. That was that was one of my favorite experiences. Hell yeah. Awesome. My Christmas gift. That's hard awesome. not to have, and that's hard not to get be, you know, top memories. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. And that leads us into a good segue to our, our buddies from Michael Mike's. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Drive by podcast. Do you like pro wrestling? Yeah. Are you tired of the same old recap podcast? Uh duh. Do wrestling fans confuse you? More than you will ever know. Well, you're in luck. Join me, Mike J. And me, Mike S., every Saturday for the Drive-By Wrestling Podcast. Each week, we break down the ups and downs of main roster WWE and try to explain online fan outrage. And of course, we have the Wednesday Night War between NXT and AEW covered from our unique viewpoints. That's the Drive-By Wrestling Podcast every Saturday on iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts are found. Still breaking hearts and breaking kayfabe. Uh, I guess that is what we say. It is. to bring you our feature presentation. So our first feature that we'll be presenting tonight in round one is Bad Santa from 2003, (laughs) boys. All right, so this is a hilarious tale of a couple of, and I cannot stress this enough, quote, (laughs) professional thieves. (laughs) I thought you were going to say degenerates. (laughs) <laughs> that too well yeah yeah degenerate professional thieves who get hired on to play Santa Claus and Santa Claus a little helper during the holiday seasons in malls across America um, this movie stars Billy Bob Thornton as Santa Claus Willie uh, Tony Cox as Santa's little helper Lauren Graham, who is smoking ass hotness, and I think this is pre yeah, Gilmore is. Gilmore Girls. Um, I don't think it's course, pre. I think it's, it's I think it's during the same time. Okay. I think. Okay. But yeah, you're not wrong. Hot. Hot, especially in this film. Um, mm-hmm. And also, this movie has the late great Bernie Mac, yes. and also the late great. John Ritter, and unfortunately, yes. this is John Ritter's last film that he yes, uh, got the film. So that's very at least was credited for. So yeah. because man, he kills it in this role. Actually, every yes, person that I listed kills in this role. Yes, yeah. you're not wrong. Absolutely. Yeah, Billy Bob, man, he he makes it kind of hard to like Willie, but yet you, you do love him. Still though. do you still do it, dude? That. <laughs> That just equals an amazing acting job. Oh yeah, it is fantastic. And John Ritter, he is he again, yeah, he's amazing. Just echo what you said. And so is Tony Cox and Bernie Mac. I mean, this yeah, it's yeah. this is this is a fun, hilarious, raunchy ass raunchy. Just yeah, just, raunchy. It's 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 Do such, not watch it's it's such a good pick. No, no, not <laughs> yeah. at all. 
I do draw uh, the line. I do draw the line before this. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's some language that just would not fly in 2020. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird because, man, I think this movie was just made yesterday, you know? It seems brand new to me. I don't know. I don't know. It just got that feeling of it, I guess. I don't know. 17 years old, man. It's crazy. It's almost 20 years old. My God. So the actual, uh, the unrated version of this, it, like, sets the record for the most profanities in a Christmas movie, including 170 uses with variable forms of (laughs) fuck. 74 uses of shit, 31 uses of ass, 10 uses of bitch, 1 use of bastard. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> I love it. There's some other things that it uses that it definitely bear no repeating. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it. when I said raunchy, yeah. emphasis on raunchy, I mean... I, I guess Billy Bob, uh, he, he stated that he was genuinely drunk, like, during some of the scenes when he was filming. Really? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I couldn't tell. <laughs> Honestly, right. like, right. I thought this guy was a damn good actor, but no, that makes right. more sense. But uh, it, it was nonspecific. I mean, as far as, like, what scenes to go to to look, I, I have no no idea. But uh, Probably um, most of them. Do you know who was originally signed on to play Willie? But he dropped out. No. Bill Murray. Oh, really? Bill, Bill Murray. Murray. Yep. Okay. And he dropped yeah. out to do Lost in Translation instead. Do you think Bill would go that far in the language aspect? Uh, I don't know if he I would. have a hard. I have a hard time seeing Bill Murray in this. Now, if you're making it cheeky fun, you want to make it a soft R rating. Yeah, I could see that. The way Billy Bob played this, I don't know, man. I don't know that Bill. I, I I don't know that I can see Bill Murray doing that, mm. and I love Bill Murray. I mean, sure, yeah, of course, but I don't know about that one. I agree that I think I, I I think we got the right one here. I know I heard that Robert De Niro was up for the role of Willie. Oh my god! Oh um, okay, and that yeah. would have been pretty cool. I know he would have been able to do it. Uh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm glad Billy Bob because Billy Bob like lost a shit ton of weight for this role. I think and. He's just, I mean, God, he drinks like fucking ten fifths a day or something like that. Dude. I mean, he drinks a fifth like it's nothing. It's right. great, dude. man. He just yep. is trying to bang everything that fucking comes across his and way. He's successful. <laughs> he's very yeah. successful. Uh, he's got yep. that charisma. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Kelly, who plays. Uh, the kid in this movie. Yeah. We don't give this kid enough credit. Um, he's great. He's great man, too. He is fantastic with just his simplicity and his, you know, his, um, is, is it the same actor that plays him in the second one? It is. It is actually. Yeah. He, mm. he came back and did reprise the role as Thurman Merman. <laughs> <laughs> That's name. a great name. What a name. It's a great, great um, name. Billy Bob, when he found, finds out what his real name is, he's like, Thurman yes. Merman. That's your name. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> it's great, dude. It yeah, is so dude. great. Yeah. Is it the same kid that plays in the opening segment of Trick or Treat? Yeah. yeah. That's him? The same kid? Okay, yeah. okay. I thought so. All right, just want to make sure. Thurman All right. <laughs> dude, that's awesome. Thurman Merman. Hell yeah. Oh, God. Well, oh, I mean... And also, guys, Chloris oh. Leachman. Chloris Leachman. 
even though she has very little role, very little uh, lines, you know, yeah, to she's good. Role, she kills it. Man, she looks like death. And she she can hold her breath for such a long period of time. I don't know, man. She's uh, I'll make some sandwiches. <laughs> Breaks that. Holy fucking hell. <laughs> oh uh, man. Yeah, this movie was funny, man. Yeah. Super funny. Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac fucking just again. That the half. scene when he's half a yeah, half. And then Fox is like, I got this shit, Willie. Shut the fuck up. You know, and Willie's all pissed off. He's like, fuck you, motherfucker. You know, you don't get half. He's like, I got this. I got this. 47. (laughs) He's like, yes. Yes. Okay, 48. Half. 49. And he just gets so obnoxious. It's it's awesome, dude. It's so great. It is. Absolutely, dude. I love that you picked this movie, man. This is great. So what do you got? You got to. What, what are you? What are you going to rate this, man? What do you got? Lord? All right. So, <laughs> hold on. I've got this rated at a seven point five out of ten. Um, it's 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 a fucking Christmas classic. As soon as it came out, it was a Christmas classic for me, and um, it's a must watch every year. So, Bad Santa. Don't watch it with your kids. At all, ever. I too am at a seven and a half out of ten. Uh, this is just—I own it. It is yeah. so funny. It's—it's been—it's been a while since I've seen it, but I've seen this so many times, and it, and I don't even need to watch it during Christmas time to enjoy it because the comedy, the the acting in it—it's just—it's great. Yeah. Did you know that they filmed um, some scenes outside the parking lot, outside the malls? Um, it's the exact same parking lot that was used in Jackie Brown uh, with when De Niro and Bridget Fonda are at the very end doing their scheme. They're doing the heist and everything, and De Niro shoots Bridget Fonda. Oh, uh, really? That's the same parking lot. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Where's it at? Nice. California, I think, so. San Bernardino. Know. I don't know. Because <laughs> I, I that Kmart parking lot on Southside, man. I mean, all day. That that's been in lots of movies. That was in uh, Forrest Gump. I mean, <laughs> I'll be for honest. One, I think for, it was in uh, Titanic. Even. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, fuck you, you guys just don't. You guys just don't visit enough parking lot sets. So, I mean, what do you got, Bad Santa, at, Dave? Oh, you don't want to know. Oh, I do. Yeah, we do. Actually, I'm going to get uh, <laughs> I'm going to get Scrooge of the Year nomination for my thoughts on this, but uh, this is not something I watch often because it's just a little too gratuitous what? with the language and raunchiness. It, it's it, it's it's almost offensive to me because it's a uh, offensive it, to you. It's it's Are you playing, playing yes. This is see I, I have very few point. boundaries, but this is one of those where you're. You're dabbling too hard into like the Christmas spirit and Santa Claus, and you're tainting it like horribly. Like you're you're fucking you sully the waters. You're yeah, you're soiling this this uh, beautiful thing that's Christmas, which has you know religious oh, okay. ties and all that, with you know just 
raunchiness and it's it's a little much it's a little heavy-handed for me i think the heaviest part of the movie is near the end when they when the cops blast them and fucking you know kids see it and everything and yeah i think that's the heaviest part yeah yeah (laughs) because that's pretty hard on a child man you know i mean it ranks yeah (laughs) i mean the the insults and jokes that that they said that they you know it's uh, it's really. I mean, it's funny the first watch, but you feel kind of dirty afterwards. And like I said, this is so non-PC. The, the offensive things are the things we can't even talk about. <laughs> so they're that offensive, and and that's why this is that. a uh, four out of ten for me. Whoa! Holy Whoa. shit! Okay. Okay. That's creep show two territory. I don't hate it, but it's that's psycho cop uh, territory. God damn. It's hard Shoot. for me to No, he was higher psycho cop on that. That's that's more of my rating. Oh. Okay. God damn, right. dude. Well, you that's know, cool. somebody oh, had to be controversial here. No, I respect that. Okay. Yeah. I like a Christmas movie I can watch with my kids, and this is one I absolutely have to like bury myself in the corner of the house, like under a box, to watch this movie. <laughs> you know. It's <laughs> too offensive. Uh, too it's not too expensive. It's not. All right. Well, all right, King. Well, let's tell us what isn't too much. What do you got here, man? I mean, Nightmare Before Christmas. Have you guys heard of that one? From I have. One I of have, my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't say it's one of my favorites. What do you do when it's not quite Christmas, but you've secretly got the Yule spirit creeping up, and you've still got the Halloween bug? You fucking run to the Silent Night, Deadly Night franchise and gauntlet that shit all the way through and then watch Christmas Evil. <laughs> That's what you do. But if you're five or a millennial female, check out A Nightmare Before Christmas. There we go. Okay. I was 14 when I seen this, and uh, that was probably too late for the Gateway to Horror nostalgia card that expired at that point, and... So instantly that movie rubbed me the wrong way. Like, where were you five years ago? You know, plus it's a uh, musical. I, I'm kind of in a similar situation with you, King, because I to say I've seen bits and pieces of this over the years, but none of those times are for very long, and I've never seen it from start to finish. But uh, this is actually one movie I was really hoping to get in before we got this recording in, but it just it just didn't happen. But yeah, I this one it, it came along. I was thirteen, and at this point, I was more interested into the the grown up. I wanted adult movies, not like porn, right. you know, but like you know, action, <laughs> horror raunchy comedy kind of you know i i wanted that next step i wanted to you know i was a preteen trying to be a grown-up and he was ready for porkies yeah, yeah. right exactly if, if this movie had been named night whore before christmas he would probably watched it right if it probably would have came out a couple years earlier i mean i'm not gonna say five years i mean maybe even three years i probably would have watched this Okay. I, I was nine when it came out, so I was right in the right era, you know. So, yeah, but yeah, it's Tim Burton's best what claymation. It's Tim oh, Burton's oh. best claymation movie he's got. Okay, well, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, I thought you were gonna say something like it was Tim Burton's <laughs> best movie. 
No, he was no. Like, <laughs> whoa, 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 That's whoa. Bat- yeah, we're... It fighting words there, boys. That's Batman. Yeah. <laughs> That's Beetlejuice. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I, uh, it's, God, it's Batman. It's Batman. It's Batman. Damn. Oh, well, this was a nice little... No disrespect to Beetlejuice, because I'm pretty sure I'm right underneath Batman for Beetlejuice. Right. Like I, it's it's yeah they're both right there. I'm finicky on musicals. I watched Anna and the Apocalypse uh, last year because everybody was hailing that as a masterpiece. And man, I just can't get behind musicals. Where you at on this musical, Dave? I mean, Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, yeah, man, I'm, it's man. My kids love this movie, and I, I appreciate why they love it because they saw it when they were kids. Um. So there's that nostalgic for them. This has no nostalgic value for me, so it's just I see it for what an adult sees it, I guess. And it's a five out of ten for me. A five wow. out of ten, really? Yeah. You hurt a lot of people's feelings with I that rating. I'm sure I of that. We're probably gonna lose some fucking fans. This would be like <laughs> asking me this would be like asking me what I thought of high school musical, you know, like <laughs> that shit came out when my, you know, my kids were little. Right. Doesn't doesn't you know? It's not going to connect with me like Halloween Town. I can't I can't get into that. My kids right. like it, but yeah, it's just in that in that ballpark where it it fell out of range for me to appreciate it as a kid. Yeah. Dude, this that, I mean, Nightmare Before Christmas has a stellar stellar cast. That's well, tied sure. To it. Chris Sarandon, Danny Elfman, Catherine O'Hara, fucking yeah. Glenn Shaddix from Beetlejuice, of course. Paul right. Rubens. We got fucking Pee Wee Herman up in this bitch, dude. I mean, it's fantastic. Fantastic. And it's, it's such an ingenious uh, uh, tale, actually. You know? It is. I fucking guess. Awesome, dude. It's never been done before. Sure. I think of things all the time that have never been done before, but they're not exactly winners. Well, right, but this one is. <laughs> Well, what do you got it rated at? It's a winner. It comes in at a seven for me. I mean, nice. yeah, I, it's definitely it's a must watch. But it's a must watch around Halloween time too. You know, I have to watch it during Halloween. I have to watch it during Christmas. Give it. I mean, you don't want to watch a movie twice in the same holiday season. Yeah. And so, which well, do you uh, which do you lean toward? Is this more of a Christmas watch or more of a Halloween watch? Both. It's like I said, uh. dude. It's, I, I need I a definitive I, answer. I can't because it's it's it's, it's a buy. Halloween Christmas movie. It's a buy. <laughs> it's a buy. It's buy fucking movie. It's by holiday. It's by holiday. It's by holiday. <laughs> All right. You can call yourself wow. anything in this generation. We're knocking, yeah, we're knocking down barriers right now. <laughs> it's by holiday, boys. There Look it is. It. Tim Burton transcending boundaries. Man, you know Man. what? You know what? You just made me. You just made me realize. Like. Uh, when someone asks me what's your favorite holiday, I always want to say Halloween, but I also always want to say Christmas. So, like, I guess I'm by holiday in that you respect. Are. I like both equally <laughs> a lot. I stand We're by holiday, you. and we don't give a fuck. There he is. <laughs> you damn right. Hashtag well, by holiday, boys. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's definitely getting fucking hashtagged on the post. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Well, like I said, I mean, I've not seen this movie in whole, so I, I can't give a rating on it, but sure I did can. 
No, I can't. Call it a call it a, a five like I did. That's about what oh, you said. That. Just just go for mediocrity. Yeah, mediocrity. Well, instead of that, <laughs> I I, <laughs> I I have a an interesting thing I looked up. Uh, this was the first fully animated Disney film to not be traditionally animated. Right. And it was the first stop-motion animated movie from Disney. And it was the first stop-motion movie to be rated PG instead of G by the MPAA. That's understandable. I you know, And I usually don't agree with their shit, but I get it's PG. So... I will give this a 10 out of 10 all day on its stop motion uh, quality. They definitely fucking tightened that shit down really nicely for this compared to, you know, your previous Mm -hmm. uh, claymation stuff. Well, they said it took like almost three years to fully complete. Time wisely. I'll give them that. So. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They created some iconic characters that I can't relate to, but. (laughs) <laughs> an entire generation can. There, I respect. I respect. It. It. Yeah. Yes, yes. Right. It has an yeah. awesome soundtrack. It's it's yeah. It's, it's a musical yes. that you can really get a, attached to. And Marilyn like, Manson did yes, a rendition. Getting, of this yes, shit. And it's, it's fucking good. better. You know, I love it, man. Yeah, the Marilyn Manson version is is my favorite version of of that song. That is the only version that I've really I can say that I've listened to. I mean, I've I've heard. Like I said, bits and pieces from this movie, and that's obviously, arguably the most famous part. Yeah. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm speaking very ignorantly because I've not seen the movie, but yeah, the Marilyn so Manson version is awesome. So you're at like a six out of ten, then you think? No, I, I, I <laughs> not N A N A N A. I don't you're have a non, I can't, I can't we're it. narcotics anonymous. I was thinking O'Doul's <laughs> non-alcoholic beer. It's pretty lame. It's lame. O'Doul's rules. No, not applicable, man. I can't give oh. a rating on a movie I've not seen. I can't. Oh I, shit! I believe you could. You say non-applicable? Not applicable. <laughs> it's not applicable. It's either it's one. It's like Illinois or Illinois. It you is can not. You are so Catch fucking wrong. Catch him. You're arguing with a Buckeye right now on Are you pronunciation. Serious? Okay, so for my first round selection, I have Scrooged from 1988, directed by Richard Donner, which was fresh off Lethal Weapon, and more on that to come here in a bit. But Bill Murray stars as a completely self-absorbed TV executive in this hilarious 80s modernized reimagining of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. I love this movie flat out. Like, it definitely has plenty of lighthearted and slapsticky moments, but this has a little bit of a mean streak in it also. And uh, it gets a little demented and dark towards the end, and I've always appreciated that about this movie. And it does kind of appear to be slightly rushed towards the end of the movie, and I guess there were some, you know, uh, disagreements on set with the director and Bill Murray and... But anyways, um, but I mean, this this is a tried and true tale that everybody knows. So, like, I mean, you know, you, you know what to kind of expect. You know the gimmick. You know the setup and everything. So it's a ding, but it's not a big one for me. Uh, this cast and this who's who list of cameos scattered throughout are pretty damn impressive. Uh, oh. For me, Bill Murray, he's great. He chews up every second of screen time. 
Bobcat Goldthwait is awesome as Elliot Loudermilk, the recently fired employee slash turned drunken psychopath. And uh, <laughs> Carol Kane as the Ghost of Christmas Present was hysterical. It was just absolutely hysterical to watch her taunt and beat the ever-loving shit out of Bill Murray. What did you think about um, fucking David Johansson's role as a Ghost of Christmas uh, was pa- uh, present, right? He's past. Ghost present. He's past? The yeah. cab driver? Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. It's a bone! No, he's, he was he's fine. Hilarious. It was good, but Carol Kane stole the show. Right uh, on, she, okay. I don't know. Just with that meek voice and she's you know so compared to bill murray she's tiny and i don't know i i thought that was absolutely hysterical and uh i guess the scene whenever she pulls on his lip she actually i don't know if this is actually the take that they used or not but i guess she ended up tearing his lip because she got too aggressive with it and uh they had to stop filming for a few days for bill murray to heal up damn wow yeah that's Deep cut shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you get when you come uh, here. And Karen Allen is in this, you know, is in the love oh, yeah. interest. She's and... a cutie. Yeah, she is, actually. Yeah. I like her in Starman. Yeah. And in Indiana Jones. And Indiana Jones and the Crystal Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. No, 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 no. Not that one. <laughs> the, the, the first one. But she was in it. <laughs> yeah, she she was. She so was. I must love it. She was good in uh, uh, The Sandlot, too. Yeah, she was, yeah. No, yeah, this is a great cast, and uh, the special effects I thought were incredible. It actually nabbed a Oscar nomination for Best Makeup Effects, but it lost out to Driving Miss Daisy. But uh, For makeup yeah. effects? Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. Yep. Wow, because, you know, the, the scene where the, the Marley you know, um, aspect of the, of the movie. Yes. Uh, his, yes. his old boss. Lou Hayward. Um, yeah. Yeah, dude. That was a That's fucking awesome. creepy part, dude. I, I mean, that freaked me out ball. when I was a kid. Yeah. The golf ball shit, man. Yes. That freaked mm-hmm. me out when I was a kid. I was like, yes. what the fuck are you watching? You know? Yeah. I mean, and dude, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, the ghost of Christmas future where he was like, just this, just gigantic being with the, the TV set face and it had like the body of souls, yeah. yeah, like, dude, it was just creepy as hell, man. Just freaky. It was great stuff, though. You know, it was kind of, in a way, this was a gateway to horror light, you know, for me as a kid. Sure, yeah. Did you know that Roger Ebert, you know, I couldn't go oh, without God. having... This fucking here we, here we go. Here Listen. we go. He That's why you're this. only a mayor. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Ebert oh, said that this was the worst adaptation of A Christmas Carol that he had ever seen. It's not. Ooh, this man. Ooh, this man. Because it's the third I best. love this. This, <laughs> this. this is a seven and a half out of ten for me. I love this this movie. Bill Murray is awesome. I guess he, he ad-libbed almost everything in this movie. But yeah, uh, seven and a half out of ten for me. It's, I, I don't love it that much. I mean, but okay. it is like, if I'm going to watch a Christmas Carol movie, it, I mean, it's in my top three, you know. But to be honest, the original Christmas Carol is probably my f- number one. And to be honest, 
uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. I like it better than Scrooge, to be honest. Um, But Scrooge comes in at number three for me. High five. Uh, Cool. I've got it at a six out of ten. Bill Murray's fucking hilarious. Like like I said, um, my favorite ghost is David Johansson, the cab driver. That's fucking freaky. (laughs) You know him. There's just there's so much smoke. I mean, he's just bogged down that fucking cab and everything. And and I like David Johansson and Let It Ride. That's, that was the first movie I've ever seen him in, actually. And um, he was in Free Jack. Free Jack, yeah, yeah. I think that was like the third movie I think I saw him in. But um, yeah. yeah, I I liked that Ghost the best. But no, six six out of ten for me. Nice. What about you, King? King? Oh man, are you sure? You sure you want to know? Oh boy, here comes a three. Or wow, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Every Look, movie we man. pick is. <laughs> Look, this, this is a nice little one-and-done version of the Christmas uh, classic for me, the Scrooge oh. story, 80s edition. Uh, the payoff at the end fell short for me. It just seemed like he he didn't earn it. I didn't feel like uh, as much as I have in the other versions of the story. Yeah, they did yeah. fit in that ending, I, I feel like. So well, that I mean, was a big dock for me. When I was a kid, man, I remember my dad rented us from the, the old video store, and we watched it, and I'm pretty sure he called it a dumb movie, quote-unquote. Did he and know I, it was a Christmas Carol movie? Well, I mean, it's called Scrooged. Right. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, you know, he right. kind of indicates that it's a Scrooge story. <laughs> so, I mean, I hate to echo his his reaction here, but it is kind of a dumb version of the Dickens story. In my opinion, and uh, catch him, I do side with you on the Muppet Christmas Carol being far superior. Uh, I love it is. It is. the Ghost of Christmas Present in that, where he sings the "It feels like Christmas." It sounds like yeah. fucking Johnny Cash, and it's just like a <laughs> a beautiful song that like brings tears to my eyes thinking about it. That almost made the honorable mentions, and that, I mean, it could have made any one. round to be honest today. So yeah. But, yeah, that's that's probably one of my most watched versions of other than the the original. But that's funny. You and me have that as our oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, so I don't know. Scrooged. Yeah, it's got Bill Murray. It's got it's got a star-studded cast. It, I just can't uh, I can't take it serious. I can't put it very highly ranked in my Christmas Carol. Uh, diatribe or whatever we're we're talking about here. It's it's a five out of ten for me. Okay. Good. Middle middle of the bad. road. Yeah. That's not bad. That's I mean I can see that. I I I accept that rating from you for sure. <laughs> Four right. out of ten on bad saying I don't know I don't know. No, that. it's 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 good That's enough. Harsh. But it's just I mean I'm I'm comparing it with versions of this movie that I hold very high regards. So. Right. Even even the 2019 FX miniseries, I thought was better than this, but I don't know if any saw that. I have not. It, it is a it is a wild rendition of the classic story that definitely takes liberties, but it's really gothic and uh, and dark and, and it's a, it's a worthy watch if you guys ever want to you know do a Christmas Carol that you haven't seen before that that would be a, a good one. Cool. Might be hard to find. I don't know where the fuck you'd stream it other than FX's app. Okay. That rounds round one. Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
There this, it is. This show, we, we're, we're lying to you, Hitchhikers. This is going to be a two-hour episode again. Uh, <laughs> we're live, pal. Yeah. Oh, we are live. Okay. Things, it's going to be a two-and-a-half-hour episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go into our uh, second little sidebar discussion and i think this is kind of the one that i think that a lot of people like to discuss and argue and get all standoffish about on social media and it's always humorous to see people get super offended and upset about this but just for Are the sake about halloween comedy? no that's oh. that's an amazing movie it's awesome <laughs> oh okay well that's the first thing i came to when you're talking about people arguing online about well people. yeah yeah that definitely does happen. It doesn't have Michael but... Myers in it, so it's not the greatest. <laughs> it's terrible. It sucks. I hate it. It sucks. It ranks at the bottom of my Halloween list. Well, you're wrong. Well, you I thought Michael Myers isn't in it, but he is in it, actually, for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so get to the point, Mayor. What the fuck are you talking about here? Our Lethal Weapon and Die Hard Christmas Movies. Go. King, go ahead. Go ahead. Take this one. <laughs> Where do I start, pal? <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> yes, they're both set on Christmas. Uh, they both revolve around a plot that doesn't relate to Christmas. But sure. yet you, you get that uh, you get that Christmas you get a little eggnog in there. You know, you know, you don't you don't need. But maybe you want, you know, <laughs> Matt doesn't want it. Matt doesn't like eggnog. No, but we're but talking about something it... else here. But it is funny because whenever I, I did meet Tom Atkins, I told him because I love Lethal Weapon. And this is the first thing I ever saw him in. But the scene where he's drinking the eggnog and he ends up getting shot by Gary Busey from the helicopter. That was like, whoa, what the fuck just happened? Fuck, like it yeah. totally, you know, it was, it was awesome. And I had to tell, you know, Tom that, like, I love that scene. And, yeah. uh, but yeah, eggnog's awful. And he confirmed it. It is a Christmas movie. I just wanted to be known. So he did. No. Yes, he did. He actually did say that. That is true. Hey, that's all I need, pal. If, if Tom Atkins says it's a Christmas movie, who else do you need to ask? I mean, exactly. God. You need to ask God. <laughs> <laughs> that's step two. <laughs> so. Step one: ask Tom Atkins. <laughs> step two: ask the Almighty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, it's hard to go against that logic. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm with what you were saying, King. I mean, Christmas is the backdrop, but I mean, I always felt like these were just, they were action movies. You know, it, it it didn't have to do with Christmas. Christmas was involved, it was incorporated, but it was always in the background. It was never, Here's I don't the know. Deal. If, they hey, included, if they included the song I was just talking about for A Muppet Christmas Carol, It Feels Like Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that would have totally tied this shit all together neatly, and there would have been no questions asked. <laughs> Just needed okay. to put that song in there. I mean, actually, maybe had Johnny Cash sing it, because I think that would have been awesome. In a Die Hard or a Lethal Weapon. Oh, that would have been sick. Yeah. A Rick no, Rubin's no. version? Yeah. I'm going to make this short and simple, guys. Lethal Weapon and Die Hard are Christmas movies. Die Hard revolves about around a person who's trying to get back to his family, you know, settle things up for the Christmas Christmas season. You know, he's there to visit his kids and everything, you know, for Christmas. Fucking thieves are there fucking taking over Nakatomi Plaza. It's not his fault. 
He's going to have to step in and do his shit. But it's a Christmas movie, plain and simple. Step in barefooted. That's right. Yeah. Just take your shoes off, rub your feet around the carpet. It's a shoot big, the glass. Shoot shit, the glass. Yeah. No, no, guys. Yeah, Tom Atkins confirmed Lethal Weapon's a Christmas movie. Die Hard, like I said, is a Christmas movie. And yeah, I mean, easy. Again, Tom Atkins said this. So yes, Dave King of the Road's opinion doesn't fucking matter at this point. But <laughs> I second the Lord's emotion that this is a pair of Christmas classics right here. And Die Hard Two is also so absolutely. They are Christmas movies. All it right. is not a Tuma. Let's move on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Round, Round two. two. Ding, ding, ding. Hey, what's up? Oh, you got a Christmas story from 1983. You guys ever heard of that? Ralphie? Wait a minute. Fucking Wait a minute. Scott I don't Parker. think I've ever seen this one. This guy. <laughs> Are you not oh, familiar wait. with the TV station TBS? Oh, man. <laughs> it might as well fucking be TCS. <laughs> Look here, boys. Story channel. <laughs> <laughs> We're about no to doubt. whip up some Ovaltine, load up our Red Rider BB guns, and beware of double dog dares. Get okay. ready for some nostalgic Christmas memories from Ralphie and the Parker family. Except for the Bumpus's dogs. Fuck the Bumpus's dogs. Fucking <laughs> dude, I'd have been grabbing the fucking shotgun. Them dogs would have been dead for Christmas. No doubt, dude. <laughs> they took no down doubt. my damn Christmas turkey like that. It's bullshit. But uh, I mean Yeah. Who of you don't know a Scut Fargus or a Grover Dill from your childhood? I just want to ask that right out of the gate. I yeah, oh, yeah for a couple of years I think I was a Scott Fargus. I believe that. I believe that. <laughs> uh, so, In fact, my bully uh, kind of resembles you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't do it, dude. I swear. Uh-huh. He was a little <laughs> freckle-faced redhead fuck, and I just wanted to <laughs> bury my foot in his ass so bad. What was his <laughs> name, Dave? Let it out. Oh, the culprit. You know, this is this is uh, grade school and junior high shit. It's really memory. Oh, I remember his face like like it was yesterday, but I can't remember his name. Give him a minute, I might think of it. But Scott Fargus. Yeah, this is a asshole. He was <laughs> he was a fucking yellow eyed redhead <laughs> fuck, and I wanted him. You know, I wanted bad things to happen to him. I mean, it's hard to believe that Bob Clark directed this and Black Christmas from 1974. I mean, what a dramatic shift in mood with the same season, you know? I mean, but, I mean, he he totally pulls it off two for two for me and made two December rewatches for me personally every year. That's funny you mentioned Black Christmas. I just watched that last night. I never heard of it. Nice. You never heard of it? Mm. <laughs> never uh, heard of it. Oh, yeah. It came out uh, last year, didn't it? 2019? No. Oh, yeah. Black no, Christmas. No, 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 no. No. Yeah? It got ruined last year. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see it. Again. Again, yes, yes. <laughs> All right. That was a fast remake. <laughs> yeah. Remake of the remake. But anyway, but- yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Matt. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mary. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel like a lot of kids fell in this uh, category, and 
and they still do. Uh, <laughs> I learned the hard way from this movie that sticking your tongue on something cold <laughs> that's metal <laughs> has consequences. And did you do this? I did do it. Really? Yeah. And uh, my buddy that was with me and everything, you know, I was stuck to this metal pole. And he's like, oh, my God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And I'm like, I don't know the bell the- rang. <laughs> no, no, no. It was at my house. It was at my house. Right. The score. But I was like, get this the hut. Love it. <laughs> Well, in the process of me saying that, my bottom lip gets stuck, too. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. So it does happen. So it does happen, and it does work. And uh, Hashtag not fake news. (laughs) No, not not at all. Does it hurt? Yeah. Does it hurt? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I've I've never... I'm not stupid enough to try that. Like... (laughs) I'm like Schwartz, man. I fucking I'm like I'm I'm antagonizing that shit, but I'm that I would ne- I'm I don't have the balls to do that, dude. There's no fucking way. I appreciate that you have this experience, man. Yeah, yeah that's cool. I, I didn't know I knew anybody who's actually stupid enough to try it. <laughs> way to go. Mine. Yeah, we'll blame that. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, obviously, because it's within our striking distance, have. Any of you guys been to the uh, the house, the Christmas Story House in Cleveland, Ohio? I have not. I, have not. I haven't either, and that's so weird that I haven't done that. Maybe we should do that. There's a nice yeah. museum up there by it too that has the uh, cousin Eddie's right. RV from Christmas Vacation and the slide really? from a Christmas Story and a couple elf costumes and like it's a museum. And there's the a parking lot, I heard. Castle Noel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there is a parking lot that was used in almost <laughs> some movies. <laughs> oh, man. Eight out of ten Christmas movies you've ever seen. Yeah, we totally need to do that, though, for real. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the old South Side Cleveland Kmart parking lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell, man. Well, I mean, what do you got, King? I mean, rate this. Oh, well, I mean, this is this is nostalgic AF uh, in the King household. It's it gets annually watched whether anybody likes it or not. How many times does it get watched in a day at your house on Christmas in Day? In a day on Christmas yeah. Day? I don't watch it on Christmas Day. Oh, really? Yeah, this okay. is the one. This is, I'm, I'm a very, like, single, single play person because I don't want to burn things out, you know, so... It gets played once. Elf gets played once. Home Alone gets played once. The Griswolds. I mean, you know, there's there's all these movies that they get played once a year at Christmas time. And, you and are balanced and fair. Yeah, yeah, I do. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but, you know, and then, well, and, and I had another question for you guys. Do you Have you guys ever went out to eat on Christmas or? Never. Mean, never. Well, I never did either. I, I, I think it's almost like sacrilegious or something. Yeah, shit, I think man. so. I think so. And I don't well, want to bother people, you right. know, like on the holiday, even if they don't like believe in it and shit. You know, if you don't believe in Christmas and you're there to work and serve people food, I still, I, I don't know, man. I, I feel bad about doing something like that. Sure. I think. Yeah, I don't want to make people work. Now, I'll be honest. Now, Thanksgiving Day, listen, I, I forgot to get butter. I had everything I fucking needed for Thanksgiving dinner except butter. 
And oh, you should uh, scream over, man. I'd give well, you okay, and you know I could have. I, I didn't think of that, but uh, uh-huh. hindsight twenty twenty. <laughs> man, hindsight twenty twenty. That's one of those phrases. It's not funny anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, I went to Dollar General. They were open, you know, seven a.m. I felt sorry for this poor girl that had to work, but I needed butter, and I went to the the DG and got some butter. But yeah, that's something I try not to do. I don't try to go to a business on a major holiday because I feel like I'm I disagree with that, and I shouldn't be supporting that. But I don't think anybody should have to work on major holidays, right? Well, no, I'll tell you, there's a lot of people that like they enjoy traveling and actually like having Christmas like at a hotel or like at a condo or a cabin or like doing that and not having it at home. Hmm. Um, it, I, I can't really envision doing Christmas, not at home. Right. Same. Yeah. I need to be home, you know? Yeah. And I'm not going over to a buddy's house. I'm not doing any of that shit. Just, I need to stay home on Christmas, dude. To me, gifts to put the I mean, Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, play with we, we definitely, yeah. yeah. I mean, when I, was growing up, I mean, we would go to other people's houses and stuff. I mean, but we would always end up back at the house. People would end up coming over to the house and, you know, eat, play cards, watch a movie, you know, whatever. Yeah. Play football. So. Look, here's the deal. If my parents would have had a fucking turkey go go sideways on on Christmas Day, we wouldn't have went to the Chinese restaurants We'd have pulled out some frozen pizzas and, and you know, made chicken salad <laughs> out of chicken shit here. Uh, Christmas Story is a 10 out of 10 for me all day. It's never going to change. This movie is never going to get old. Uh, I won't let it. Like I said, I'll watch it once a year. Uh, it, I have to preserve it. <laughs> it is a childhood classic. Can't be redone better. You can't fucking make a musical on NBC and, and call it uh, Christmas Story Live. It just doesn't work. <laughs> You can't remake this movie. It's a 10 out of 10. I'm not quite that high on it as you are. Um, but, yeah, the nostalgia with this movie, you just – it was everywhere. You watched it every year. Even if you didn't even know what it was, it was like, oh, Christmas story. It's on. Well, what is it? I don't know. Watch it. It's a Christmas story. <laughs> you know, and that's exactly <laughs> what it is. And I don't care who you are, you're going to be able to relate to this movie in some way, you know? And, uh, you know, just I especially relate, relate to it kid. now. I especially relate to it now, Matt, you know, with uh, with uh, Darren um, McGovern fucking McGavin McGavin. Sorry, Darren yeah. McGavin's character. Dude, I totally relate with this guy now. Yeah. dude. I mean, he's crying. He's yeah. ridiculous. I uh, my stress level is I'm right there with the guy <laughs> <laughs> in my house. Oh, but- dude. It gets crazy. I've but never yeah. fought a furnace before, and I've never had a, a fragile lamp leg in my house. Fragile, yeah. Must be Italian. <laughs> yeah, that's never happened. But yeah, no, I I agree with Ketchum. Yeah, I relate to this guy like no other. Well, I have yeah. fought no, I agree with that. cars and fucking hot water tanks and all that shit. So I totally feel him, man. He, he's it. the Al Bundy of the 1930s or 40s, whatever. 50s. 50s. Was it 50s? Okay, yeah, well, he's yeah, the Al Bundy of the 50s. It might be 40s, actually, yeah. It's a little war for Nanny. was yeah. on the radio and shit. You know, they didn't have TVs. I think it's like the 40s. Okay. All out. This is way before our time. Yeah. Right. But, but for me, this this is an 8.5 out of 10 all day. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's fine. fine. That's fine. I'm not mad at you for that. Good. That's all I wanted. Well, yeah. boys, uh, let's ring that jingle bell uh, because this is go- this is a ten out of ten for me too, Dave. Or, or, you know, well, okay, hold on, sorry. Whoa, whoa, if, yeah. wait, what? You know what? Wait, you know what? what? You know what? It, hey, it's a Christmas miracle, boys. We got a ten out of ten from the Lord. We got a perfect movie here because what? This is a broken feels movie. This this thing comes to me um, I wholeheartedly because I have actually done the experience of Ralphie with the Christmas. I got a BB gun. I got it. It was stashed away to the side. It was the last gift I got, you know, on one Christmas. I think I was like nine or ten years old. Um, I, I've you know they they my mom and dad did that shit for me, and it was it was totally fucking cool. I didn't think I got a BB gun. They totally fooled me. And uh, it was great, man, you know, and uh, it, it, this movie is a watch all day long on TBS in the Ketchum household. Uh, on, it, it's a 24 hour Christmas. Now, I'll sit down and watch it once. And then it's on the TV throughout the day and I'll catch in the background. A part, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll catch the same scene like fucking seven, eight times in a day, you know, and but it's it doesn't matter. You know, it's all good, you know, because I. I'll be doing Christmas shit throughout the day at the house, and then all of a sudden I'll stop because something catches my eye about a Christmas story, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's so good. And I'll go back on my, with my day. But no, um, yeah, it's a Christmas miracle, boys. Ringle, ring that jingle bell. we got that's a 10. Beautiful. I'll tell you what, that's du- I'm doubling up on this Christmas miracles. You just gave the king of the road a, a chub. Chubby. For, a for your chub. rating. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, that was Christmas chub. That's first Lord Ketchum gave me a Christmas chub. <laughs> Ho, ho, holy <laughs> shit. Uh, it's a celebration, it's bitches. Damn. I mean, I, yeah, there's film editing you know, issues and shit. And, uh, don't get into that. But, no, but no, I'm not no. going to nitpick this because it's, you know, you just take it what it is, you know, and it's, it's fucking, it's utter perfection, you know, and it's, oh, it's yeah. fantastic. Cool, man. I can relate to it on every wow. level. That's awesome. <clears throat> that's, level. Yeah, that is. That's, that is. You said it. Christmas miracle. It's a nostalgia highway first, boys. <laughs> Damn. Well, if we're going to have one, this is it, you know, so. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. All right. But I have a sneaky suspicion. This next movie will not get a 10 out of 10. <laughs> right? <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, Lord, you're right. We're going to go with Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 2 from 1987, directed by Lee Harry. And it may be the Christmas season, but for Ricky Caldwell, it's garbage day. Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 2 picks up with an incarcerated, grown-up Ricky recounting his older brother Billy's story from Silent Night, Deadly Night, along with his own twisted tale to go along to a court-ordered shrink on Christmas Eve before he escapes to exact the revenge Billy was unable to carry out himself. So, I'll admit, I absolutely enjoyed the shit out of this movie way, way more than I should. But I can't help it. I mean, it, it, I mean it's, it's campy, it is cheesy as fuck. I, I just can't help myself. I can make an argument that I like this better than the original because you basically get the original with this 
it's like you get the cliff notes. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, the first forty five minutes are you get the, the first director's movie. cut. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean and I don't know, you get some creative kills, you know, you know, the umbrella, the jumper cables, you know, which jumps right into the you know, the epic rampage and the infamous scene we all know and love. Um I don't know, man. Uh, Eric Freeman, who plays Ricky, he's over the top. I love this performance. I mean, he's charismatic like Freddy Krueger. But at the same time, he's this unstable calm that's kind of chilling, you know? Wow. You just compared him to Freddy Krueger? Yeah, I I don't know, Matt. I'm talking about the the charisma, you know, the (laughs) one-liners, the the zingers. That's what I'm – I mean, I'm not saying he's on par. It's similar. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I I hmm. guess I'd agree. Like uh, like with Freddy's Dead or something, you know, like the Zeners of that or something. I don't know, man. It's I can't believe you just you just compared him to Freddy Krueger. Yeah, I still can't. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm trying to give you all a right. pass on that, and it's just not uh, fitting. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe hole. I hear I hear you. I guess. I mean, but but okay. go go Maybe on. Maybe it was go a on. stretch. Maybe it was a stretch. <laughs> I don't know, but. No, I, I like this. A uh, couple interesting things. Uh, Ricky's eyebrows move up and down a total of 130 times. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Apparently. I mean, I didn't count them. Somebody Good else did. I just went <laughs> Oh, my God. Charlie Brown. Oh, man. <laughs> Good fucking. And, uh, uh, James Newman, who played Dr. Bloom, uh, he argued with the producer the day that his death scene was to be filmed. And when his body was being loaded into the body bag, he gave the finger to the camera, but he knew it was going to be obscured by other people that were going to be in the scene, you know, as far as the frame was. So, yeah. And I, and I watched for it and you can't tell, but uh, that, that was pretty funny. But well, I mean, what do you guys think about this? I mean, I know we reviewed this, you know, uh, you want to know what I think? I'm thinking, yeah. didn't I review this last year? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, three-fourths of the movie, I did. So, uh, great yeah. movie up until, you know, Garbage Day. You didn't like hmm. that scene? <laughs> well, it's not as good as the first uh, finale. And that's really all we're getting here is a finale. Yeah, I mean, but it's new I don't material. Know, it's just it's just cheesy and campy. And like I said, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not even trying to pass this off as being like a great movie. This is just a movie that I don't know. I it's an anomaly. It. It's very I, much I an anomaly. It is. I mean, it's not, unique. I've I never mean, seen a movie do such a thorough recap ever in my life. Dude. No, I mean, it's fucking. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's fucking from beginning to end. I, it's hard to, if you've watched it and you just watched the first one recently, you might as well just skip through this shit. I mean, it's you don't. Yeah, honestly, but you can't. You don't need you to watch. Want to see the Rick? You don't. You yeah, need to watch the first one. If well, you I understand be... that, but I'm saying if you have watched the first one, like just recently, yeah, it's hard to watch, to watch this. this. Yeah, well, it's fast hard forward to. Basically, when he gets to the point where he starts talking about whenever he he's a kid and he gets adopted by the Jewish family, right, right. That's you yeah, know. that's where he needs to take off from it. It's just it's hard to. It, I don't know. 
I, I like I like some of the scenes of I love the umbrella kill. That's my favorite kill. It's in awesome. The movie. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I like the shot of the rain coming down on it and everything, and it, it is cool. Um, and of course, the the whole rampage scene is it's it's funny, but it's fucking yes. stupid. <laughs> it's and silly. It is silly. I, I think what they I think what happened was somebody came up to a movie big shot or whatever big league. It was like this would have been a cool little, you know. I I, I can see what happened with Ricky here, but I mean, it, they literally gave him like a short, you know, and you know, of an More idea. And yeah. it, I don't know, man. It's hard. I can't believe they made it a full length motion picture. Uh, I don't know, boys. It's not. I don't know. I I can. I I'd rather watch the other. Uh, uh, Cyanide Deadly Night movies, all of them, <clears throat> over this wow. one. To be honest, wow. uh, so okay. I mean, and three's bad, and three's oh, shit. Oh, yeah, it is. It so, isn't good. I don't know. ever, I don't ever want to hear you guys bring up part three in a like serious context. <laughs> That's the bill <laughs> for next deal? Christmas. The bubblehead, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oof. All right. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I'd rather watch bad. Crank Two than that. <laughs> oh my god! Hit out of bubblehead. I mean, I what do you think, King? I mean, what you got on this, man? Man, honestly, I have to rate this movie based on just new material because it's Which not you get thirty minutes of. Yeah, you you get thirty minutes of, and for me, not enough bang for my buck. That finale was cheesy as fuck. Um. We're shooting people in the streets. I mean, what are we doing? Mother here? Superior look like shit too. Yeah, what was up? I don't know what was up with her face. I think they just tried to go for a shock factor, you know, like she Oh, just, she's aged. They couldn't get the same decrepit. actress. Well, well she's no. dead, I think. I think no, she's dead. No, 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 no. She refused to do it. Oh, okay. Right on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know why? Because <laughs> uh, she was embarrassed <laughs> at her first I don't know. I mean the first one was offensive to a lot of people. In the way that I said bad Santa is offensive to me, but I mean, I know what I'm getting into here. This is going to be a sleazy, grimy horror Christmas movie. Yeah. So, and I don't it's know. that. It's exactly that. But I, I okay. I, I'm at a five out of 10 on this. That's just where I'm at. And I'm basing that on just the new material because okay. the old material, it's like an eight out of 10 for me all day, but mm, just judging no. this. What? No. We did this last year, man. Right. I ain't got to argue well, this defense again. Well, because I have this, this is a 6 out of 10 for me. It's just, and it's exact same rating as I have as the original. Because like uh, I said, you get both. You get both movies here. You get two for one. They're not, neither one of them aren't great, but okay. I don't know. There's enjoyment in it for me, at least. And I... Like I see I said, what you're doing here, though. You're crediting the material that was used from the first movie in this movie with it. If I were to do that, yeah, my rating would be about uh, six, but we're, I'm, I'm not crediting <laughs> the first material cause it's not a new movie. It's not. Part no, two. it's everything that's new that we get. Everything that's between, you know, Eric Freeman and James Newman while they're having their interview. It's, it's campy and cheesy, mm. but I don't know. I enjoy it. There's something about it. I even like the score. I like the piano score. It's simple. I don't know. Like I said, it's an unapologetic 6 out of 10 for me. 
And I would argue that this is my favorite of the Silent Night, Deadly Night movies. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. Again, combining the material and accepting it as its own movie, I will will rate it higher. But for just new material alone, uh, I just didn't think that they did anything here to impress me. Okay. I guess by that logic, you could be like, okay, yeah, I mean – I, I see. I see why you rate it like that, Matt. But I, that's not how you make a movie. If you're going to recap something, you know, you recap the ending. You know, maybe throw in something from the past. You know, you know, like right at the beginning, right in the middle, and then the ending. You know, recap that shit. Right. Kind of like Rocky you know, Four. That's it. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah, exactly. Rocky's great about that. You know, recapping mm-hmm. fucking. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to discuss that shortly. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> um, but no, I, I don't think this is how you make a movie. Like I said, I mean, they took a short, an idea of what happened to Ricky, and they're like, well, fuck, there's not a movie here. And they're like, well, let's just fucking redo the first one and you know, just talk about the first one, the whole fucking movie. And, I mean... It's safe ridiculous. Call. Safe call. I mean, that's a safe player all day. But is it really? I think it's a dangerous fucking play, <laughs> to be honest. It's a, when you uh, made a classic, I mean, yeah, you might as well fucking bank it's on it. Oh. The first this, this is now a this on, man. classic now. You know, but. <laughs> that first one's not a classic. It's a what horror classic, but I mean. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. I. Here's the thing. I elevate my score for the original because I understand what it is. But as far as just straight up enjoyment, I'd rather just watch part two. Part two is a better cut of part one. Yeah. A lot of the fat cut out and it gets to the point. Yeah. Yeah. We're grading on that. All right. Well, guys. What you got? Which, this is a four point five for me out of ten. Uh, wow. It's not even. Okay. I, it's yeah, it's it's okay, man. I, I can I and I appreciate the cheese of it all and shit. And I, yeah, I mean, yeah, Ricky is kind of enjoyable, but dude, I mean, I I don't like the idea of recapping a whole movie, dude. And like I said, especially if you if you're going into the series, and you you're blind to the fact of what happens in two, um, and you go to start from one and go through five, uh, you're going to be disappointed in two because you just watched the first one. You're going to be like, fuck, you know, and it's, you're going to end up watching the whole first one again. And I don't know it, that sucks, you know? So, all right, guys, for your holiday enjoyment, we're going to up to Andy here and we're going to go with the third installment of the Friday franchise Friday after next from 2002. This is a story about Craig and day day. Coming together once again. Um, this time they're living together, and they find themselves in a predicament when a hood Santa Claus decides to break into their apartment and steal their Christmas presents, and most importantly, their rent money on Christmas Eve. It's, it's the the predicaments and shenanigans that follow suit for them to get the rent money is it's it's a it's a home run in my book, man. You know, it's over the it's top. Great. Oh, absolutely, dude. This movie stars Ice Cube, Mike Epps, John Weatherspoon, Don D.C. Curry, Clifton Powell, Cat Williams, and Terry Crews. 
And this is the first movie I saw Terry Crews in. And, man, he is a very intimidating motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. I do not want to be. <laughs> I wouldn't oh want to be a fresh fish in his prison. No doubt, dude. I mean, <laughs> talk about intimidation. Jesus, this, this guy's on a 12 out of 10 in intimidation, man. But, no, um, you know, Ice Cube. So, <laughs> Craig and Day-Day, they're living together. In, back, they're back in Compton. And, man, the idea of, of, a, of a hood Santa Claus, dressed as Santa Claus, breaking into your house to fucking steal your gifts is I, – I never thought of that before, to be honest, you know, and – because Santa Claus is all about giving and shit, and this motherfucker taketh. I mean, he's literally in their kitchen making sandwiches and shit. <laughs> and Craig busts it. He's like, what are you doing in Mike's kitchen? Eat a big-ass sandwich and shit. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, um, you get a great performance by Cat Williams as oh, yeah. Mike or a pimp Mike. Uh, <laughs> he, drives Mike. Like, he drives like a 2002 Prowler. <laughs> like they made those things for like two years. It totally, it's totally suiting for him. Cat Williams is such a boss in this. He's he is he is a player, man, for sure, dude. Uh, but this movie is is great um, because it puts him in a really shitty situation, and they got to go get a shit ass job and just to make that money and and the daily predicament of like day day always getting in taking his job way too seriously and thinking he's top flight security of the world and fucking oh, he's a power tripper man when he when he breaks into uh when he um uh, interrupts those those uh ladies singing yeah uh, joy the carolers. to the world yeah the carolers singing joy to the world he fucking runs up with a whistle and shit he's like fuck heaven and angels and fuck all that shit <laughs> <laughs> Y'all who's got to get up with quarter with that shit. <laughs> yeah, they're like, what did you call us? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's 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 just great. And it's it's a good movie, too, because you can watch this movie without watching any of the other movies, other Friday flicks, and you'll know what's going on. And it, it's it's just it's a, it's a very enjoyable flick, even though it's risque in some parts. And uh, <laughs> definitely don't watch this around your kids as well. This is another See, one. <laughs> I'll give this a pass before I'll give Bad Santa. A I don't pass know, man. Well, yeah, I hear you, but I mean, the Terry Crews and Cat Williams shit is just, uh, <laughs> dude. He's treating he because he, Cat Williams is so much different, you know, size and girth <laughs> and that shit, dude. Hey, one of my favorite scenes, and it's it. This kind of tricked me uh, on rewatch when. Uh, they're trying to hide out in the bar, and Cat Williams is like, "Man, I got you. Go on, you know, give him back." And uh, and then the boy, the well, he's a he's another little fella comes in. And I I thought it was fucking uh, Kevin Hart. It really looks oh, like Kevin Hart. I don't Cat think so. Williams, about the other pimp and shit. <laughs> well, it's one of the other you know opposing gang members who's right. looking for them in the bar, and Cat Williams is like. Man, this ain't the baby gap. Get out of here, you know. Like it was, it was one of those like short on shorter humor, right. you know, situations where I was like, oh my god, that's fucking hilarious. And it it looks like it looks like Kevin Hart, but it's really not. Yeah, the actor is not Kevin Hart, but that that's kind of a funny like concept of thinking of Cat Williams, the short motherfucking pimp, 
making fun of a little Kevin Hart looking motherfucker for being short. <laughs> He's definitely like my favorite pimp of the last 20 years in a film. Absolutely. For sure, dude. Absolutely. He, yeah, just, he gets tough for me. You, you, I don't know. You just never thought it, but man, he just, he, he just hits a home run, dude. Everybody hits a home run in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. So this is good shit. Terry Crews sitting on the couch, fucking getting, getting all excited. Tupac's playing. <laughs> He's like Tupac, your shit looking good. Yeah, he's you know, like, like this he, shit look gangster, and he fucking he gets just up, like starts fucking dancing and twerking to some Tupac. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's great. I like it when uh, Craig and Day Day show up. Yeah, they're meeting. Uh, Damon is his name in the movie, and yeah, uh, yep. he fucking he fucking uh, he goes. Uh, he's like, I haven't seen y'all since about twelve years or something. He's like. He's like, yeah, we were just little kids. He's like, nah, but you've grown now, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you he's are. Gonna, he's going to own that ass later. Yeah. <laughs> he's been in prison <laughs> since he was like 10. <laughs> he acts like it. He is it's institutionalized. Good, yeah, he is institutionalized. Hey, ain't nothing but the brothers, man. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway... Matt, you need to watch this movie, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, yeah. It is really a Christmas classic. Uh, you get a great chase scene at the end. It's it's totally oh, yeah. fucking cool. It's like Ferris Bueller fucking chase scene. It is. It is, it is man. <laughs> Except it's in the funny. ghetto. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The old, the old man in that part is Mike Epps, too. The guy with the shotgun. Oh, yes. That's yep. Mike Epps, too. So. You can tell it's like a it's like an Eddie Murphy and Coming to America kind of makeup job. but Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's good <laughs> yeah, I I haven't seen this, and when I was actually kind of looking up some stuff on this, uh, I didn't know that this was the third movie. I thought this was the second movie. Wow! <laughs> but uh, something that I thought was actually kind of interesting about it was it was originally supposed to be called Final Friday, but the producers thought it was too close to being Jason Goes to Hell, the Final Friday from 1993, and they didn't. Uh, they didn't want to rule out a fourth movie, you know, because here we right. go. And the there, Almighty there, has been, there have been talks about a fourth one. So, have there? Yeah, yeah. but I, I, I really like to see Chris Tucker come back and play Smokey. Sure. Um, well, I did see where they said they he rejected the role, and that's why Mike Epps was asked to come back. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I'm at a I'm in a. I, I can't give a rating on this, so <sighs> well, I'm an eight out of ten. Catch him. Uh, eight out of ten. Yeah, and I, th- I nice. think this would. I think this would get the NHP stamp if Matt watched it. I really do. If it wasn't, uh, I think he's wrong. So it's, it's not going wow. to get an NHP speculative stamp. It, it won't even for me, bro. I mean, it's really? not. I, I got. Yeah, I got it rated as six. But here's the what? thing. I mean, he said, yeah, fuck your stamp. No. It's, Wow, no, I got rated a six out of ten, but it's, it's a great six out of ten, dude. With so much re- rewatchability, I mean, it's an every year thing, dude. You know, oh I my god, okay, love this. It's a great a six, six out of ten, dude. Yeah, it's a good six out of ten, dude. Nice, okay. Now you know how I felt when you rated Scrooge, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fantastic. Oh, six dumb ten. movie. Just oh. ask my dad. <laughs> oh man! What did I give Scrooge a five out of ten or something like that? That's did what I, I gave. What did I give it? What did I give uh, it? Fuck, I, I don't can't. know. 
Right on. I don't Cuts. know. Cuts is smart. Friday after next. next. Good movie. Yeah, yeah Friday after next. Matt, you're going to fucking watch it. You're going to die. Like, I will. You'll, you'll laugh your ass off, dude. We've covered a few of our favorite Christmas specials. I know we mentioned the uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, and uh, I like the Claymation Christmas. I don't know if you guys seen that. The uh, Will Vinton's Claymation Christmas. It was around the time of the uh, the California Raisins craze. They had the California Raisins in the singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and, and it's got a Carol the Bells segment that's hilarious with a bunch of claymation bells banging their fucking self with a hammer and this one dork uh bell loses his hammer and he's sitting there like googly eyed waving his hands at the conductor who's like a hunchback of notre dame type and he's like yeah i don't have my fucking hammer <coughs> it's it's a fun little like christmas special but uh and i show it to my kids religiously every year they like that segment and there's a couple others but uh what 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 do you guys dig in like the Christmas special genre or TV episode specials? I know they had The Simpsons did the uh, yeah. Santa's Little Helper, you know the dog. They yep. get very first yep. Christmas episode. Yeah, uh, there's there's a lot of South Park does Christmas specials all the time. South Park's Woodland Critter Christmas is fucking yes. fantastic. I mean, it, I don't know if you've seen that, Matt. I haven't. Um, but it's the most uh, – it's so off the wall, man. You never see it coming, but it, it's great. Check it out. Just watch it's it. It's funny. Later. I actually have it on DVD. I'll let you borrow it, man. It's 30 okay. minutes, dude, of your life that you need to devote, okay. especially this especially this holiday season. Uh, okay. Fair enough. But no, guys, uh, yeah. What's that? No, I was going to say, did you guys ever see like the Garfield Christmas special? Yeah, they yeah. go to grandma's house, and yep. yeah, that always gives me the feels, you know, of being a child and visiting grandma's and stuff at Christmas. And yep, no, I I enjoyed the Simpsons Christmas yeah. episodes, uh, Home Improvement also. Oh yeah, I yeah. enjoyed the Home Improvements, and we already touched on the Rare Exports uh, shorts, but of course the you know Charlie Brown Christmas. Rudolph yeah. the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman. These were always just look forward to watch these every year. You got to get one in. You gotta get a, one very, in. a very special Beavis and Butthead Christmas. No. <laughs> With the saw that log once. that looks like a brain, like, <laughs> flaming in a fireplace. And they, they, never, they never seen that? No. No. What? Oh, crap. I've seen it, like, once. Oh, that's great. Time ago. They make fun of some of the Christmas you know classic songs and in between the the story which is like basically it's a wonderful life but okay. it's butthead's life he you know <laughs> what, what the world would be like without butthead there might be a beavis shit i don't even remember it's one of the okay now i'll look at up peewee's playhouse christmas did you guys see that i don't think probably i don't remember it's a great one it's got a bunch of you know special guests from that time era which most of them you wouldn't recognize in today's time here. So I got one, all right? Okay. It's a personal favorite, personal favorite of mine. I like, the, of course, you know, I said earlier, um, I'm a fan of the Rankin-Bass production, Christmas films, mm-hmm. and everything. Well, Mad TV, you guys remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> From back in the day? So they did a rendition of the Rankin-Bass 
um, movies as a skit on Mad TV one time as a Christmas special. And it, they made fun of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And I'll tell you what, guys. If you haven't seen this, you need to go watch it this holiday season. <laughs> I'm sold. It's fucking hilarious. It's dark. It's totally gangster. <clears throat> so, like, Santa's, like, fucking running a drug empire out of the fucking... It's all uh, claymation and everything. Stop, stop animation and shit. And um, wow. it's done exactly the same way. It's fucking awesome. And um, anyway, so Santa's running this like illegal shit, and Rudolph is tired of getting picked on by all the fucking reindeer and shit. And so he hires the help of uh, he and uh, the the dentist kid. He's the elf. He's uh he's he's tired of getting picked on as well and shit and they hire Yukon Cornelius mm-hmm. to fuck it uh, hit take a hit on Santa Claus <laughs> and it's fucking great man it's great the abominable snowman is there and uh, he fucking like I think he, he does like fucking he gets in this murderous rage and shit and kills Santa and it's fucking great but it's all shot like Rankin Bass style. Uh, you know, stop animation and shit. Dude. You guys need to watch this shit, man. Uh, I'm sold. Yeah, it's I'll check that out. Great. Yeah, I'm in. Sam's like, they're cussing and shit in this. <laughs> it's it, it's just, it's so unique. And I, I watched it when it first came out. I think I was like 11 or something like that. My dad, my family let me watch it. And I was like, oh my God, this is great. This is fantastic. And it's it's I mean so I have it higher in my if I'm gonna rank all the Rankin Bass I'm gonna throw that in there as well dude and they did a second one the next year but it wasn't as good mm. um but the the original man check this shit out dude it's great cool yeah I still got more was I I I like the uh, Alf Christmas special I don't know if oh, you okay. saw it or the him and Willie yeah. they have to go out and fucking find a tree because they got this. Yes. Fucking two by four lumber tree with uh, holes in it that they stick a couple uh, Christmas tree pine tree branches in and yep. call it a day. And I'm like, that's that's pretty fucked up. And you got uh, the Star Wars holiday special. Oh Christ! Uh, oh. That out there. <laughs> life day. That's <laughs> life day. <laughs> life day. I'd rather watch yeah, garbage day than show. life day. Would you? Uh, uh, yeah, it would. Are you serious? Shit, yeah. Yeah, I hear you. It's it's hey, trash. <laughs> listen, they got a brand new one on the Disney Plus. It's the Lego I, Star Wars Holiday yeah, I saw, Special. I saw. It is absolutely the superior version of that movie. They do they, make they make fun m- of it. Oh yeah, they make fun of it, but they do it tastefully, and it's Disney, and it's it's way better than that. They make fun uh, of Life abomination. Day. Yes, they absolutely awesome. make fun of Life Day, and it's That's it's great. it's great. They do it very tastefully, and they make a much better holiday special out of this presentation with uh, time travel, and they they cross all borders of the Star Wars mythology and and pick out the best characters, and you get you get them all. Okay. It's cool. Uh, you you definitely should give, it a, watch it. Watch give it. it a shot. Yeah. I mean, I've saw I I own the holiday special, so I mean, I might as well watch this too. You know. So. <laughs> I, I wouldn't recommend the original Star Wars <laughs> holiday special to anyone. I watch it. Yeah. <clears throat> I watch it. <laughs> I'm I've not sure why you would days. ever rewatch it, but if you I, I've it. seen it like three or four times, so. 
<laughs> what about what about hey Matt? I know you uh, you cosplayed uh, Al Bundy this year. Have you seen any of the Mary with Children Christmas specials? I oh, have. it's a Bundy Christmas. Recall, yep, yeah, like <laughs> it's a Bundy Christmas. I do remember that. Dude, those are those are great. What about uh, a very Brady Christmas where they have the reunion of the Brady? That's on Hulu right now. That it's is a Hulu. classic. It is a tearjerker and highly recommend it. Isn't Bobby a race car driver in yes. that or something? Yeah. Th- so okay, I remember it. Um, it's on Hulu actually. Yeah. Uh, right now, so check it out. It's worth a watch. Have you ever seen it, Matt? I have. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, uh, Mike Brady's in charge of some architect job that f- he fucking tells him it's not going to work and it's going to collapse and it fucking does and he gets caught in it and. They have a miracle on 34th Street ending. Spoiler alert. Alice is Yeah, Alice is... Yeah, she's hanging in there. She's still dating no... Uh, what's his name? The meat meat guy. Yeah, Sam. Sam yeah. the Butcher. Yeah. Oh, Sam. That's all I got on specials. You Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. Look at fly. Look out, man. No, no, you don't want any of this. Come on. Come on. Maybe I'll in here with the wrong guy. Come on, watch yourself. Ready? All right. So to kick off round three, another sequel from the mayor. This time from 1985, Rocky IV, directed by Sylvester Stallone. Oh, shit. It counts enough for me. Okay? I get you, man. It's cool. It's Christmas Day fight, man. So it's a Christmas movie in my book as well. Sly Pool's Triple Duty once again pinning, starring, and directing everyone's favorite cinematic underdog boxer, Rocky Balboa. After going toe-to-toe with now BFF Apollo Creed two times and facing the hungry wrecking machine Clubber Lang, what's a guy left to prove? Nothing, right? Wrong. How about not only defending the Balboa name and sacrificing family time as usual, but fighting for a fallen friend? Spoiler alert, Apollo dies. No! Throw the goddamn talent, man! If he dies, <laughs> he dies. <laughs> but he is single-handedly taking down not only the Russian phenom Ivan Drago on Christmas Day in a foreign land, but he's also flashing some global diplomacy and ending the Cold War in a probably concussed, speech-slurred, probably incorrectly translated into Russian speech at the movie's end. He's fighting for America. Oh, he is. You're damn right he is. The propaganda's real. I mean, you get epic montages, sweaty, bulging muscles. You get robotic romance and politics all wrapped up into one delicious 80s-as-fuck smorgasbord that you always come back for seconds for. I mean, this isn't the best movie in the franchise, okay? But it is... Damn it, it is by far the most entertaining, and it's probably the most watched by movie fans. Probably, yeah. I'd say that and then two or something, you know. Yeah, this movie's fucking great. I mean, it gets me jacked every time. But any Rocky movie really gets me jacked up. I don't know. But this is the one. This yeah. is Yeah, because, I mean, dude, he's literally fighting a goddamn freak of nature, you know, and right. a freak of... Uh, steroid nature and shit dude. right so uh, it's he's against it all man and he he suffers greatly for it you know 
yeah. the next one. Because <laughs> so, there's always a you know another Rocky movie, yeah. <laughs> right? But uh, yeah, dude, I, the, the, yeah, this shit gets me jacked the fuck up every time. I don't even have to drink a Red Bull. I, I actually watching <laughs> this movie drink gets me more jacked up than drinking Red Bull. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, the montages are phenomenal, and we get like six of them. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yep. Yeah. The yeah, soundtrack is more. He's fucking, you know, flashing back through Paula's Dude. death. That's great, man. It's a good scene. Yes. The Lamborghini fucking. Uh, there's no easy way out. Yes. There's no easy way out. <laughs> Dude. God damn it, dude. Dude. It's I love that montage. Feel. Feel for him at that point. Oh, man. yeah, dude. Like, you know, Adrian just yelled at You can't win, Rock. You can't win. Yeah. You're like, fuck. I can't. Maybe I can. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking do it anyway. I love but, it. But, but nothing tops the the workout montage in Russia. Which, all right, okay, I'm gonna ruin some movie magic for you. Uh, they weren't in Russia. That was actually in Wyoming. No, no. Man, fuck Don't you, man. Tell me that. Fuck I you, man. You. <laughs> Why are you gonna ruin Christmas right now? You. Oh man. <laughs> Damn it. You is there a parking something? lot there? Please, God. <laughs> yeah. Can I get a fucking photo op, please? <laughs> oh, man. No, but the farm is located in Jackson Hole, and uh, most of the exterior shots were filmed at the uh, Grand Teton National Park. Weak. <laughs> That's weak, man. Damn it. Yeah. I wish you didn't know that. And the fight, the final fight on Christmas Day. Don't it you wasn't fucking in, say it. Don't you it say was, it. It was Do in Vancouver. It. it was in Vancouver. <laughs> oh, man. I hate you. I hate you. You ruined Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking <laughs> I think wow. you just dropped. I think you just dropped my rating on this movie. Yep, big time. Oh, Thanks man. Man. Jesus Christ. Man. Completely your fault. Man, unreal. This is ridiculous. I didn't come here for this shit. <laughs> Sometimes you just don't need to know everything. I understand. Uh, there's no easy way out, I guess. That's right. <laughs> right. In HP, hashtag no easy way out. Ah, damn it. No, but I, I'll tell you, uh, Ivan Drago, I mean, I think he's one of the best 80s villains, and for my money's worth, he's one of the most intimidating characters I've ever seen on film. I mean, this dude scared the shit out of me. He really yeah. did. I yeah. mean, he was terrifying. I, I can honestly say he might be the first character I've seen in a non-horror movie that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> For real, I hear you, man. I hear you. Just the yeah. way it the, the it was shot, and you know the you know the uh, the sound effects that they used when he's punching and shit, and then uh, and during the montage when you know they're he's working out in his own uh, training facility, and he's hitting that that pound per square inch fucking yeah, yeah. machine and shit, dude. Dude, he's like, reaching like two thousand. He's getting hit by a fucking car every time. Yeah. You know? yeah. You're fucking getting hit, dude. I was like, oh my god, Rocky's gonna die. It's just like Apollo. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, Apollo dies at his hand, so, you know, you're, you're just at a loss, man. I mean... Dude, the stakes have never been higher in a Rocky no, movie. For, for America and Rocky. I mean, Jesus Christ. Damn how, right. How can you not like this movie if you're an American? Look, 
I was scared to death of fucking Dolph Lundgren in this movie as a yes. kid. I really was. And then I saw He Man Masters of the Universe and that cleared it <laughs> that cleared it all up. Just so Hey, that's a good fucking movie. Now Universal Soldier is yeah, something different. I'm not a fan of that movie actually. Wait. So. Well Universal like... Soldier is a good movie. Wait, yeah, it is, what? yeah. What? Yeah, it is. Dude. I know, I know. It is light so, years better than E-Man. Yeah, I don't support any Masters I, of the Universe love. Here's oh, the no, thing. It warrants a nostalgic rewatch every five years. Huh? <laughs> you say so. Maybe this year it's going to be good. <laughs> no, we still got like another four year to get four to go, I think, for me. <laughs> I'm working on 20, boys. Hey, boys. Uh, let's not forget Bridget Nielsen in this movie. Um what hottest, a bitch. Well, it's yeah. the hottest she ever looked, so appreciate it, it. It is the first time I've ever been attracted to a female that had shorter hair than me. <laughs> well, what really? about Police Academy? You're attracted to her? I don't know. Oh. There you go. Yep. There gotcha. you go. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> you did. Anyway. Well done. Pretty close, though. They're They're almost like A and B. Like, is that the same chick? I don't even know. Yeah, I'll allow it. <laughs> Good call. Yeah, she's a bitch in this movie. Yeah. You know, Sylvester Stallone tapped that shit. Oh, yeah. Time He's tapped that for real. She was taller yeah. than him, I think. That would have been awkward. <laughs> Very weird. Well, it's funny. Like, none of the like the three main characters that are supposed to be Russian, none of them are Russian. Right. Hey, could have fooled me. Yeah? Well, I mean, I thought it was actually filmed in Russia, but you know, hey, ruined the movie magic. Look, sure. I'm... I'm canceling out that memory that Matt just gave <laughs> us. I have that ability now. But no, like I said, I mean it. It's got its cheesy moments, and I mean there's montages, and it's just uh, I don't know. I, I think I, I think you can honestly argue this might be the most '80s movie ever. <laughs> you know, quite possibly. But I am at a firm eight and a half out of ten on this movie. I, it's, it's awesome. But here's the thing, man. Rocky one and Rocky two are. They're very, they're better. They're better than this movie. They're They're better better than this movie. movie. But this movie, I will watch it more than any of the other ones ever. I hear you. Yeah. I, I adapt the King's mentality with the Halloween franchise with part two. It's like, you're right in the action. You're in the shit. I want all the action. I don't want no dull, you know, downtime. You know, but yeah, I was pissed at the end of Rocky when Apollo won. I was fucking mad, dude. Got to get back in that rain rock. Got to fucking eat lightning, crap, thunder, bub. Let's do this. (laughs) Chew bubble gum and kick ass. (laughs) Nah, this movie's an eight out of ten for me. Um, Man, like I said, it's it's number three Rocky movie for me of all time. So, wow. What's your what's your one and two? Rocky 1, one and, and Rocky 2. <laughs> really? Yes. Rocky 1, Rocky 2, Rocky 4. This is Rocky my num- this is my number 2 behind the yeah. original. Right on. You guys just hold the originals so high in your standards. I get it, but one's good, man. One's fantastic. It's Yeah, it's a very good beautiful. movie. We're we're on the same same number here. I'm an 8 out of 10 on this, but this is my favorite Rocky movie. This is your favorite. Wrong. I hear you. I yeah. hear you. 
Yeah, I, it's I my totally favorite. It. It's my favorite one to watch. And I love the end of part five, the fucking street fight. Touch uh, me with Tommy Gun with Tommy Gun. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's badass. As soon as they're doing that fucking flashback of Mickey and fucking blood running down his face, and he's like, "Get up, you son of a bitch!" Because Mickey, Cause loves, Mickey you. loves you. Yeah, dude, dude I yep. fucking I start tearing up, and I'm like, "Yeah, motherfucker, he done fucked with the wrong one." <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh man! And then they start five playing the Rocky theme. Yeah, five is my least favorite. Well, that it ending. Really the, the, oh, come on. <laughs> Come on. I mean, that's it, what I'm talking about. The movie itself, it, it is lackluster. It has, I don't know, man. It has its merits, but like, I don't know. That movie is just lackluster. Yeah, it is. Pretty much. And you can arguably say Rocky Five is a Christmas movie because, yeah, there's yeah. parts of it that takes place in Christmas. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Four is my favorite. I don't really know where I'd go after that. Rocky One is pretty high. Right. Right on. Eight. Man, that's that's an NHP stamp right there, boys. For Rocky roll. Four. Yep. On a part four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that don't happen very often. <laughs> they definitely overused baby oil in this movie. Oh yeah. I mean, everybody was shiny as fuck. I always, you know, when I was a kid, I'd see Hulk Hogan on TV, and he was just shiny as fuck and tan. And I was like, man, he looks like he's made out of plastic. Yeah. And that's the same impression I get from fucking Rocky Balboa and Dolph Lundgren and this <laughs> Ivan Drago. Yeah. When he hits that t- mountaintop, man, he screams out Drago's name, dude. Drago! Oh, yeah. Fucker. It's on now, bitch. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, it man. Is. <laughs> Way we're losing this one. Rocky's got this one. Dude, he's fighting for America. That's right, goddammit. This is Reaganomics, boys. Damn right. <laughs> All right, guys, for my round three pick, we're going to do Gremlins. From 1984. Yes. We get a young man named Billy who gets the most unusual pet for Christmas, a mogwai. But without adhering to the rules that come with said pet, he unknowingly unleashes a horde of mischievous creatures upon his little town. This movie stars Zach Galligan as Billy. Um, Phoebe Cates, a young, hot Phoebe Cates. Oh, she's yeah. so she was adorable. Uh, I mean, you know, and I I love Fast Times at Ridgemont High and everything, and I know For you the get obvious more reasons, get yeah. more, but this is my favorite Phoebe Cates movie. Besides that, oh. it dropped at Fred. You know, I'd say those are yeah. No, she she totally nails the girl next door here. Oh yeah, dude. I agree Fantastic. with you, man. Yeah. Um. It also starts. Uh, Kie Luke, I think that's how he's how you say his uh, first name. Um, the old man who sells the Mogwai to uh, Hoyt Axton, who played Billy's dad. He's in prison. This amazing Lonson. voice. Yes, yes. Low and subtle and blah, blah, blah. I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, and it's got a young Corey Feldman. Yeah. As Billy's friend, who's uh, kind of weird because of the age difference, but hey. It's the 80s. Fuck it. <laughs> well, like I said, any self-respecting 80s movie has Corey Feldman in it. Yeah. And uh, I don't think you can you cannot talk about 80s movies without bringing this movie. I mean, That's... if you don't have this movie in the bunch, you're wrong. 
Okay. I mean, it is iconic. It is nostalgic as fuck. This is another gateway to horror movie for me. I mean, yep. when Stripe, he pops out of that fountain towards the end. I mean, oh, man, that's, that's, dude, that was that's nice. shit nightmares are made of, bro. For Seriously. days. For days. Right. Absolutely it was. When you he know. jumped out, you know, with the skeleton at the end, dude, yep. like that, that, uh-huh. that fucking flipped me out. dude. I thought it was yes, over it and it was not. I was like, oh, my God, no, oh God. And what a great effects, you know, they, they did. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. But the the one actor you didn't bring up, I mean, we got old scruffy face here is Murray Futterman. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we do. Miller. Yeah. Old Dick Miller, man. Hell yeah. It wouldn't be a Joe Dante movie if you didn't have Dick Miller. And yeah. he's, he's, he's awesome in this. And uh, yeah, th- this movie is just incredible. Dude, that, that vehicle he drives, man, is a fucking beast, dude. I it's love wicked. it. Yeah. I want to have one. I wanted to have one when I was a kid, you know? I was like, man, why can't we get one of those to drive around? Because, you know, <laughs> I was like, well, I remember the blizzard of 93 that happened here. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I remember specifically watching Gremlins during that time. Like, that's and what I was we like, need. we need that shit right now, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, loved, I love this movie. Man. I love this yes. movie. No, it is. It's great. I love it. Mine was classic. This was actually released the same day as Ghostbusters, and it ended up being the fourth highest grossing movie of 1984. To be, I mean, I was alive, but I wasn't old enough to enjoy it, you know, and uh, I know you guys were, you were at the age where you probably could remember, you know, going to the I do, I, re- I didn't, I didn't go to the theaters. This was a, definitely a uh, VHS rental right. when I seen it, but uh but what a time to be alive, you know, to go oh. see Ghostbusters and fucking Gremlins in theater. Oh, my God, on a double bill? Are you kidding me? I mean, yeah. why don't you just watch two of the best movies the 80s has to offer, you know? Yeah, I'll say it again. I mean, the the 80s were the best decade for movies. I mean, without question for me. You can't convince me otherwise. I think everybody in the world has seen Gremlins. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I thought everybody Mike in the world had seen uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Before the well, Nightmare I did too. So, yeah, hey, yeah. <laughs> I'd say We're more all... for Gremlins, though, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, my girls. I mean, I've they've seen it. You know, oh. I've made sure they've seen this, and I'm still a fan of Gremlins too. Well, I was gonna say this. This it's kind good. of uh, like the sequel. <laughs> Of Ghostbusters, the second one is kind of more fun to me. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's oh, you're, you're, really? you're already you know in the sandbox, and now we're playing with some new toys. Right. It's okay. kind of like the, that. The ingenuity of the uh, and the uh, creativity of the the Gremlins in Part Two is just fucking crazy, dude. Oh yeah. They Donner. He I think he came back to direct that one. They just gave him the fucking ropes, bro. They, I mean, they gave him the, the keys of the store and said, "Had at it, sure. dude." I remember that that um that vegetable fucking gremlin Jeez. popped up. Uh, the fucking the Batman fucking yep. gremlin, dude. Uh, that was fucking sick, dude. And then they then they had the uh, that intelligent gremlin that was uh, a talk show host and shit. That was that was fucking right. Great, man. I love it. And then they had the. Uh, the electrical fucking gremlin was made out of electricity. Jeez. <laughs> crazy. They got a little carried away there. I mean, but dude, I know, but that's what I'm saying, dude. It's so zany and fun. I love it. So it's actually believed uh, 
that this, along with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom from also 1984, uh, these are the movies that are credited for inspiring the PG-13 rating. Huh, I hear you. I can see Gremlins, you know, getting that. I can see it. Absolutely, yeah. Yep. One thing I, that is weird, though, you know, I, I'm always timid about it is, you know, letting the, the younger kids watch it because of the reveal of Santa Claus. And it's like, that's true. It's, yeah, it's that's a hard a part, point. you know, to yeah. like, God damn it. I really want these kids because that's the only part I wouldn't even have an issue with them, you know, watching this movie. But that part, and I'm like, I don't want to ruin it for him, you know. Maybe and, that's maybe this is where I realized. Maybe you know. Maybe you know. Yeah, possibly. I didn't think about that. Holy yeah. shit! Because it totally does huh. that. It totally ruins yeah, it. Yeah, so. it it does. Hmm. Well. All right. No. Well, rate rate it, man. What you got? Oh, this is a nine out of ten. Uh, I love this fucking movie. It's an every year watch for me. Um, nice. I've seen it countless times. I, I, I've lost track. Uh, yeah. Fucking great. Love it. Gremlins. Nine out of ten. What do you nice. got, Kane? I've been eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Yeah. 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 yeah my, ki- my kids love this. My girls, so. they, they love Gizmo. They think Gizmo's cute. And I get it. Because, yeah, he kind of is. You know? But uh, yeah, when, right when Bill thing. when Billy's mom peeks up the stairs and fucking sees the eggs for the first time and everything like that, dude, that is some creepy shit. And immediately, mm-hmm. I I go back to Alien. And I'm yeah. like, oh my god, oh my god, this is not yeah. good at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, uh, it's it's so good, well shot, and um. And I love the scene where the gremlins are first revealed and they're in the kitchen and um, yes. the ones eating gingerbread, man, and, you know, throwing knives and shit. And, and she nukes that one in yep. the fucking microwave. Dude, that's yeah, they cut shit. that. They cut that way, way down because Isn't it that? was way more. That was there was a lot more on the reveal, but oh. they edited that scene a lot in right the kitchen. On. Yeah. That's okay. But I'm with you, King. Like I said, I'm 8 out of 10 all day. Oh, man. Then it should be approved. Oh, yeah, yep. dude. Come on, man. It's Gremlins. It's Gremlins, yeah. bro. It's Gremlins. <laughs> oh, if yeah. you haven't fucking seen it, god damn it. Fix that. You're wasting right time. Now. Go watch it. All right. So it's down to me closing it out with a uh, obscure christmas horror movie here this is very atypical it's on netflix if you haven't heard of the series black mirror they do a really good job of translating the twilight zone into a modern era they're setting the stage for the next future technology stuff and black mirror made a white christmas special in 2014 this anthology takes place in a mysterious and remote snowy outpost Two men share a Christmas meal and trade disturbing stories about real events in their lives outside this unique setting. We get clues throughout this wraparound segment that all make sense at the end. It's a smart movie that gives you nothing you expect but everything you need. This is my number one recommendation for anybody that hasn't seen it this Christmas. I have not seen it this Christmas, so well, it's on. Netflix. I will change that. I will watch that. 
You got me intrigued by that intro, man. I mean, fuck it. Have you seen this, Matt? Yeah. Yeah. You absolutely should watch this. Uh, and I'll say, this is the very first Black Mirror episode I've seen. And uh, I got to say, John Hamm, who is uh, from, was it Made Men? I've never Mad watched Men. the show. Mad Men. Mad Sorry. Men. Made Excuse Men. Me. So, well, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm colorblind. Anyways. Uh, I'll but, allow it. <laughs> Can't use that excuse your whole fucking life. My God. <laughs> hey, as long as you're going to bring it up, I'm going to use it. So, anyways, but no, John Hamm, he is absolutely incredible in this. I mean, he honestly, anytime he's a part of the screen, he's he's owning it. He's yep. awesome. He really is. Uh, it, it's kind of made me want to watch Mad. Uh, was it Mad Men? Mad Men? Yes, Mad Men. Yeah, yeah. Made okay. Made Men. Made Men. <laughs> Men, men. Yeah, anyways. But, men uh, on books. <laughs> men on film. Uh, no, but uh, but I felt like this was kind of reminiscent of uh, Christopher Nolan's Inception in a way. Mm. Just a little bit. Yeah. I don't want to give too much away because I don't want to spoil anything here for Ketchum or any of the listeners. Uh, but, I mean, how you block someone in this episode along with all the other technology that you get it is it is fascinating, absolutely fascinating. I was totally like, this is super duper smart, and it's yeah. being like super subtle about it. And I, yeah, this this was this was nice. This was a nice recommendation, King. I'm, I'm starting to, I'm gonna, you know, <laughs> whenever you recommend anything as far as you know the 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 Yuletide Christmas holiday uh, as a watch, I'm gonna. I'm going to take your advice because you've totally hit home runs with me numerous times, you know, with rare exports, the shorts, uh, a Christmas horror story with this. Yeah, this this is something that you absolutely need to watch. Oh, yeah. I want to check this shit out, man. It's and it, and I think it's, it's short. Hour it's 13. Not... Yeah. yeah. Hour 13. It, it, okay. it is. It's, it's it, and, it, and it goes. Is that how long episodes are on Black no they're this is a longer one i've gathered yeah they're like 40 minutes maybe yeah okay but they're all really good i mean they all have that same kind of flavor of uh futuristic you know in our current timeline futuristic twilight zone style yeah okay oh and it's all within the realm of possibility too yeah it is uh yeah it's uh it's horror without really being horror. Yeah, this was this was this was interesting. And again, I'm I'm going to try to tiptoe around this as best as I can. But um, I don't know if you know this, King. For our character at the end, for him to be in there for as long as he was supposed to be mm-hmm. during the time they set up versus the real world, he listened to the song. One hundred and fifty-four billion four hundred and sixty-two million forty thousand eight hundred and sixteen times. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm glad you researched that. Well, I mean, I looked it up. I didn't. I wouldn't. Do yeah, I wouldn't have done that math. No, okay. but I thought that was interesting. But yeah, catch them. Absolutely, watch this. It's on Netflix. So, like, Inception, I know that I think it's uh, for every hour 
you're in the dream world, it's like five minutes in the real world. Is it something like that? Is that what you're talking about? Um, not so much. More of just the realization aspect okay. of it. And I'll leave it at that. Like I said, I don't want to spoil this because just just watch it. Just watch okay. it, dude. And when you All do, right. get back with us and let us know what you think. King, uh, what do you what do you rate this? And it's a nine out of ten for me. Wow, straight up, I'm I'm wow. with it too. Nine. Wow, firm, firm nine out of ten. Holy shit! Yeah, Is that good, huh? Yeah, you yeah. gotta see it. Yeah, okay. and, and and honestly, I've already told Janelle about it because I watched it on my own, and I told her I was like, I think you would like this, and I will totally rewatch it with you. So it's, it's yeah. smart, and it has a wraparound story that is money untouchable. You you start to kind of you see the unravel as it goes, but that's okay. That's the way. That's the way the the anthology style of storytelling, you know. And I don't want to say this is necessarily a full on anthology, as it's kind of described as, but it it it. Yeah, it's reminiscent for sure. Oh yeah, and this was a great recommendation, dude. Straight up, well, like thank you. this was, yeah, super smart, super intelligent, very realistic based, and John Hamm owns it. Yeah, yeah, his character's phenomenal. He's great, uh, man. Yeah, this is one that I I'd seen it a couple years ago, and I feel like time has done it favors because oh it's boosted it yeah the the technology advancements from then to now make it even more like close to home you're like yeah i could see this happening (laughs) this is not out of reach at this point in time right now yep whereas when 2014 i think when it came out it you know it was it was a little more far-fetched and now it's more like yeah i could see this happening yeah it was within the grasp and now it's like oh it's 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 already conceived. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, unconventional, but this was a great uh this is a great pick, man. Absolutely. I know. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued and I'm gonna be watching it momentarily. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you'll definitely have to let us know how that goes for you, man, because it was that was honestly the storytelling that you get, the presentation that you get, this is why you watch movies. I mean, yeah. seriously. It really is. It's like that. Okay. Cool. I, I, and that's why, honestly, any time I rate anything at a nine or higher, I mean, it's just like you're you're talking about elite storytelling at that yeah. point. So it's smart, but it's not too smart. It's not uh, it's over not your obnoxious. head. Yeah. It's not over your head. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so. it doesn't. Uh, it's not belittling, and it's not pretentious. Right on. There you go. Pull well, like pretentious. See, I. <laughs> That's how I feel about like like shows like Rick and Morty. I understand what they're talking about for the most part, and uh, minus like the super sciencey shit that Rick's talking about. But I get uh, all that other shit, and I can get how I can perceive how it, it could be real. I guess, and I don't know. It's just fun, and it's it, but it's very smart writing, you know. And I, yeah. I, I take it it's something like this. So I'm gonna check it out for sure. Nice. Yeah, awesome. Well. Well, that's that it, wraps boys. it up. That's the Merry fucking Christmas. Yeah, that's the holiday <laughs> extravaganza special. <laughs> Damn, it's an extravaganza, bitches. <laughs> Get on board. 
<laughs> well, it's a celebration, motherfuckers. <laughs> but uh, hitchhikers, check out our friends Aaron Scaletta and Justin Ramsey over at Race and Horror, the Psycho Siblings podcast, where they review all things horror all the time. And if you're interested in more Yuletide horror than what we just gave you, you'll have to check out their review of Black Christmas from 74. Like I said, it's the only version worth mentioning. Um, It's available now. And on the 17th, they're releasing Santa's Sleigh from 2005, which stars Bill Goldberg. I haven't seen that one in a long time. Oh, you have seen it, though. I have seen it. Yeah. Yeah, You like it? it? It's okay. It's nothing great. He's enough no. to be fucked with Santa. Oh, no, totally. not. I love, I love the look. I, I love the Nordic. Yeah. You know, he, you know, his, his sleigh looks like a Viking ship and it's his ridiculous. reindeer is a bison. It's demonic. It's <laughs> it is. It's over the top. It's a mindless watch, but it's a super fun movie. I just watched it here within the past couple of weeks. And, right. um, yeah, it's I on shutter, it. isn't it? Or Hulu or something uh, like that. Uh, I watched it on Tubi, I believe. Tubi, right on, yeah. But yeah, I I enjoyed it. It was <laughs> like I said, mindless fun. But uh, but yeah, that's coming out on the seventeenth. And then uh, you know, like I said, all good shows. Uh, they have a Christmas special, and uh, Raising Horror is no different. And on Christmas Eve, they're going to have their own Christmas special. Hell cool. yeah! So uh, be on the lookout for that. So you can follow them on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter at Raised in Horror. So find them now on your favorite podcasting app, Horror Movie Fans. All right, Hitchhikers, this concludes the first NHP Holiday Extravaganza special. We hope you all enjoyed some of our random December go-tos as well as some of our personal holiday favorites and family traditions. Be on the lookout for new announcements and updates on our Facebook page, Nostalgia Highway Podcast. You can email the show at nostalgiahighwaypodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter at Nostalgia Highway NHP. And for those of you that are on Letterboxd, you can follow The King at Patriarch1979 or myself at Matlog16. And we want to give recognition to Sean Jackson and Cody Jones for the theme music they've composed for the show. So on behalf of Dave King of the Road and the Lord Ketchum for the last time in 2020. I am your host, the Merrimat Logston, and we thank you once again for hitching a ride along with us, and we'll pick you up next time out on the highway. So long 2020, and Merry Christmas, everybody. Yep, motherfuckers. Here's to a fucking, hopefully, great 2021. To a new year, a new dawn, a new hope. Joe nope. Budden. Uh, I don't know about that. I'm just talking about like, hey, I just hope 2021 is better than 2020. You know, damn I mean? right. You damn right. Seriously, from all of us here to all of you out there, thank you for listening. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. And we'll catch you next time, hitchhikers. <laughs>